<laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of To the Fullest with Jason Froberg. Today, we have my good friend Steven Jensen on the podcast. How are you doing, my brother Steven? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I am fantastic. Enjoying uh, living life at home, making podcasts, working out. Can't complain, man. How are you doing? I mean, I just had some of the best sex with myself. That is usually the best sex. You know what you want. And quarantine sex. Yeah. Kind of with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine self sex. Yeah. Masturbatory quarantine sessions. Yep. I completed Pornhub. You completed it, huh? Yep. I never I haven't tried that one yet. That's a lot of uh that's a lot of video watching to do. Yep. <laughs> I think uh we should subtitle this one though, into the ginger. Into the ginger? <laughs> <laughs> You're always trying to fucking get me to agree to be ginger with you. And I keep telling you, I'm not fucking ginger. Strawberry blonde, you son of a bitch. Mm. Nobody wants any nobody wants any part of that, Steven. You I keep that it. ginger curse to yourself. All right, you trade coat. You tra- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, I uh, I do got some strawberry blonde up in there though. I don't know, maybe a little bit with the beard going. I do look a little more ginger with the beard. It's always if the if the curtains match the drapes. Maybe. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's the t- that's the dead giveaway. Is it? Yeah. 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 So how are you, Ben? Dude, I've been killing You're it. Looking man. good. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been hitting it every day, man. I could donate some of this for you. Could you? Yeah, I could use a little bit of body yeah. mass. Uh, <laughs> my skinny ass is just uh, <laughs> you know, no fat over here. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been I've been doing good, man. Actually, I've been really uh, enjoying life. Um, not having to work for the man all the goddamn time, and uh, just reading a lot and working out a lot, and so positive. Yeah, getting on my meditation <laughs> routine, eating healthy. I'm actually uh, working on like doing my whole super sober thing where I I don't even eat sugar or caffeine. And where does am, this mo- where does the self discipline come from? I can't find it. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. just try to better myself with uh, every day, right? Like, Love it. I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've try to pick up some of these positive yeah, energies. Yeah, life you. is good, well, man. Here. Life yeah. is good. It's all about a perception. It's That's all true. about uh, how you look at things, man. Not uh, not how you how you want things to be or like how things should be, but just like oh, things are, and that's cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with the world. Yeah. Well, like, you want there to be. with toddlers, it's hard. They're constantly tearing the house apart, so I it's bet. just like living in pure chaos at all times. Yeah, but it's awesome. How old are the How old are the toddlers right now? We are. Uh, Steven is three and a half. Uh, Theo is about to be twenty months. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty months, man. Yeah. He's saying shark. That's his word of That's the week. That's his word? Yeah. Shark. shark jammies, and he's like, shark. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so That's cool. so cool, Yeah. Man. And Steven's really smart now. I mean, like, he can have, like, full-on combos. Oh, really? Yeah, he could. Yeah, he's he's wild. That's awesome. What's he into? Monster Jam. Monster Jam? Oh, Trucks? Yep. That shit is cool. Like, he pretends he's a Monster Jam when he's riding his bike. Like, <laughs> when he's running around the backyard, he's, like, you know, like, That's jumping around. So, uh, that, uh, I mean, yeah, he pretty much eat, eat, breathes, sleeps Monster Jam right now. I mean, but and then uh, dinosaurs, construction, anything, bulldozer, you know, excavator. And he says excavator and stuff. It blows me away. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Where are my excavator pants? I'm like, what? <laughs> so he has, he's got everything themed out. Sharks or, you know, <laughs> Monster Jam stuff. We've got about 20 now of the little, you know, Hot Wheel ones. So we're always on the lookout for the ones that we don't have. 
Some go missing. Um, I've actually caught Theo throwing a couple in the toilet. Oh, no. So, and I've noticed it's backing up, flushing a little bit. So we might have a monster truck. We might have a monster truck in one of the toilets there. So that sounds fun. Yeah, it's 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 wild, man, but it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, fucking two toddlers running around the house. That has got to be a friggin' handful, man. I have to say, I uh, I have enough problems just dealing with the dog at home. <laughs> Two fucking little monkeys running around. I don't know what I would do with that. Yeah. Well, actually, she just texted me, too, like, earlier, right before I came over here, and she's like, they're outside just burning some energy. And um, we got a garden going in the backyard, and so I planted a whole crap ton of cucumbers, I guess, like, too many, she said. So she's transplanting a few. Anyways, so she's doing that, and Steven's like, hey, there's a bird, but it was a dead bird. (laughs) And she's like, don't touch it. And yeah, he, you know, three and a half, he's been, ha- apparently I'm the only one who could tell him not to do something and he doesn't listen to mom very well. Right. And so she's like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Next thing you know, he's come walking over. He's got this yeah. dead bird in his hands. And he's like, I want to take it to the bird store. <laughs> what? <laughs> the bird store? Like, like try to get like a, like a, like a, a exchange. <laughs> exchange for a, a fresh bird. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love kids' minds, man. That's, right. That's beautiful how they work right yep. there. And yeah. His jokes, his jokes of the day. Um, whenever we lay down for like nap time or, or uh, you know, bedtime, he's like, "Dad, you want to lay with me and have uh, silly time?" I'm like, "All right, what's up with that?" And all of his jokes are just like, just word association. He'll just be like, "Camera, lights, bottle, poop." Yeah, <laughs> 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 like, you know, he just like closes it up with poop. <laughs> That's his like three and a half year old humor right now. It's great. Poop is always funny. It's true. I'm sorry, but uh, that'll never get old. We're but, just dumb monkeys, and poop is hilarious. <laughs> this is true. I, it was funny. He's doing all those too, and I'm like, so what do fish do in the water? Trying to just like precede him, like to get him to say poop, but he's just like, oh, they like to swim. Like he's giving me like the real answer, and I go, uh, uh-uh, uh, poop, and he's like, ah, like <laughs> you got me, you know. So uh, maybe next time uh, in the future we could have the little three and a half year old uh, get down for a minute. But oh yeah, he's dude. a riot, man. Oh yeah, bring it's him good. along, man. I'll do my best not to swear in front of him. <laughs> oh yeah. P.S. Um, now would be a good time to pause and remove any children from your living room or around your phone. This isn't going to be a PC. <laughs> this is never PC. This is never fucking PC, man. <laughs> You know, I don't like to I don't like to put rules or restrictions on anybody's uh, thought processes or conversations. So we just roll here and and yep. let whatever happens happens. And if people want to complain about it in the comments, I'm not going to read them. True. You've been watching your new uh, Rick and Morty's. The new new ones, yeah. like the what is it, six so and like, seven and eight? Yeah. Of the season yeah. four, I, I have them. I haven't watched them. What? I haven't watched. Well, we can't them, talk man. about those then. Yeah, I know. I should have. I was just watching the uh, some of the older stuff, like some of the clips and shit like that, and like yep. weird, like off, off timed, like um, three to five minute shorts that they would put on Adult Swim. Yep, they're all over YouTube. They're, those are fucking great. Did you see the one where they did like a samurai style? Yeah, that was killer. Yep, that was like the little teaser leading up to this. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was oh, just like cool. something to come out with before. What are we on? Six, seven, eight just came out. Yeah, season four. Well, well, without giving much away to you, like it's just like summer is becoming more sassy and like a, a much more like better character. Yeah, I love summer. Before just She's being kind of the side character, really side. She's emerging quite a bit in this. Uh, Good. These new ones, so that's fun. 
Yeah, so Summer and um, Beth are fucking killer characters. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. intelligent and smart asses, and yeah, they should definitely get more airtime. Summer is. It's good. So... I love that episode where they uh, go to the post-apocalyptic Mad Max world. Yeah, she just turns into this fucking gets dark gangster. Yeah, <laughs> she gets real dark. She's just like all these people that like live in that apocalyptic world. She's just like, you're not dark enough for me. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, that was a great fucking episode, man. Oh man! And, and if you look up Easter eggs on Rick and Morty online, mm-hmm. dude, people are fucking crazy. First of all, that they are sitting there f- putting like frame by frame shots of Rick and Morty. Because that's how much fucking crazy shit's in the background. Oh, I knew there was a lot of crazy stuff in the background. But uh, I was watching this guy's like uh, top 40 Easter eggs from season four or season three. I was like, top 40 Easter eggs that's from season four? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy, I, I wish I remembered his name to uh, call him out and give him a little shout out, but he does really good videos about the Easter eggs. He's got a good yeah. Brick and Morty channel. Blanking on his name hard, but... There's a good one out there. I'm sure it's one of the main ones if you looked it up. Yeah. Um, he's he's pretty thorough with all the because uh, there is there's so many not only Easter eggs but there's so much allusions to this show and that show and this thing and just all the pop culture are like little nuggets. You uh, know, it's, it's it doesn't feel everywhere. like a pop culture show. Yeah. That's what they do a really good job of. It doesn't feel like a a pop culture show, but it is. Oh yeah. Because of all the science, you know, all the crazy characters and. That's what I've always loved about it, like the crazy aliens that you never see in anything else, but that it's like mimicking Indiana Jones, but they're aliens, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever it yeah. is. So, but, uh, I'm super nerdy for it. I got all the, I bought myself all the comics for, uh, the Christmas. Comics are great. Yeah. They are but great. Everyone that exists. Oh, really? Know? Oh yeah. Oh, I Angela's just... got to see that shit. She loves the fucking comic books. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm only missing probably a couple of issues at this point. I, I bought one in March, so they come out like monthly or whatever. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm like I'm a dad now, and I love Rick and Morty. So I like just wear Rick and Morty socks and Rick and Morty hats, and <laughs> uh, I got a pickle pickle Rick mug, you know, for my coffee. So it's my thing, man. I love it. You got to be the coolest dad in the world, man. Your kids got to love you. You're just a big fucking kid yourself. I know you personally. You're yeah. a goddamn dork. Yeah. And it's got to be so much fun for your kids to just be hanging out with you all the time, because I mean, you just don't take anything seriously, and. You just like to have fun, so it's got to just be the perfect fucking dad. It's a good time. Yeah, I bet. Like I every bet. every day, they get a little bit older and smarter, and like more. I call it evolving. You know, like Pokemon's. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you feed them enough rare candy, <laughs> they uh, like kind of just like they level up a little more, and they get like a new technique or something, or they like all of a sudden can th- huck something at you really hard. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, kids grow so freaking fast, it, man. It, I I fucking I it's I watch, terrifying. I got to watch Anthony's kids grow up, and they are just just shooting up like rockets man they're teenagers now half of them it's crazy i feel like just like how technology is like exponentially happening like remember gosh we got we had the computer 95 that was like our first at home and everyone it was like a family computer right yeah now everyone has their own personal device there's ipads there's phones there's this so technology is is growing that fast and i feel like our kids are getting exponentially smarter oh yeah right like so steven's already to. he speaks three he's doing three languages already is he's he? doing english mandarin and 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 uh, spanish that's smart and that's smart. speaks really well english i don't i don't do enough spanish with him but he can count you know count to 10 in spanish he learns he knows his colors in spanish now yeah and i'm like so what do we do for kindergarten i mean like three and a half and he's working on counting to 100 in english 
like knows we count by tens yeah right to 100 so he knows the patterns now already it's three and a half and i'm not saying he's like some kind of prodigy i think all kids are kind of like learning so much faster now because of just we have so much information streamlined since i was five. Oh yeah what, so 92 it's a totally different world yeah i mean it's... you look anything you want up on the internet it's just there at the touch of a button mm -hmm. and uh the kids are born into a world with Touchscreen cell phones and touchscreen tablets iPads and shit like that. And and yeah, like they just, that's just, and that's the, just how the world works to them. Theo's this isn't a magical device. This is just yeah. expected to, this is how everything works. It's not locked out. Even Theo finds it, knows yeah. how to hit the home screen. He knows what YouTube looks like and uh, hits it. And it's usually algor got the algorithms it, for the kids, you know? Is that the 20 month old? Yeah. Yeah. And he'll just find, you know, his sim super simple songs or, you know, whatever cartoon character that he likes. He's clicking on, he's rolling. That's crazy. I mean, we me. try to keep him off the iPads. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things that, like, they like it. It's like a treat to them, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we like to, if we're going to do TV, sit farther away from the TV like you normally would. We don't want him holding this thing up to their face. But, like, really early in the morning when you're still, I'm still getting my stretch on or starting the coffee, like, he finds it. and Yeah. yeah they go know. sit in the corner, like, with their little iPad. Kids watching cartoons ain't going to hurt nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the iPad. I mean, I guess it's funny, uh, Joanna. You know, it's just when they're holding it this close to their face. Yeah, it's probably not the best for their eyeballs. Yeah, the the blue light inside of there. Yeah, that uh, kind of works with the the phone to kind of soften yeah. the tone or whatever. It's something about that that is supposed to like increase eye strain, and right. like it, it, like I don't know, it's not that great for you. That's why they have that that dark mode. On right. your cell phone at night, Which I like you can you can feel the difference. Yeah, like physically it softens feel everything. Yeah, yeah you, it's not so fucking trigger shit in the back. Is I think it's like I don't know some kind of like increase of anxiety slightly or something like that with all that fucking white shit blasting you right, right. in the face. And they're little; they don't know how to handle it yet. No, they don't yeah. know how to deal with any of that shit. Yeah, and the other behavioral thing though too is like they'll fight over it, or when you t finally tell them to like put it away. He really gets upset about it versus like just turning off the TV is not that big of a deal to him, mm -hmm. to, to either of them. But the second that you go like, hey, give me the iPad, I think it's that like possessing something plus TV entertainment and like you're taking it out of their hands. It adds this whole nother layer of the, like you're taking it from them. Yeah. So they like freak out a little bit. Well, plus you push the thing mm -hmm. and then it does a little sparkle jazz. And, yeah, and it's like fucking triggers all this fucking dopamine in your brain, and right, it's like right. it's a little drug. It's a little digital drug, and we that's never all had it. Yeah, that's... so it's like it's weird being a dad now. Yeah, it's to to watch it happen because you've heard about it too. Because I've heard people like, oh, it's such a weird world now with iPads and this that and the other. Now I have kids who are grabbing it, so I still don't even know how I really feel about it. You know, but it's part of their world. It's part of their world. You can't keep it from them. That's for sure. That that's would. True. That would just so uh, what, cripple them in the world. What age is what age do you get a cell phone? I have a nephew that's eight. I think he got his last year, even a little before turning eight. I, if I was a parent in this environment, this digital environment where kids create this digital ego and this digital footprint hella hard, and like they associate themselves with that, mm -hmm. um, I would I would really push to not let my kids have i mean i don't have fucking kids but i mean uh logically i'd probably wait till like high school like let them get out of middle school and like once they're done with eighth grade and they become a freshman in high school it's like all right 
you're kind of understanding how to deal with the bullying thing now, the bu- and, <laughs> you know, and like, because kids are fucking assholes. They don't know how to behave, right? And they don't mean it. Right? I don't know how to behave. Like, I, I, <laughs> I got fucked with growing up, right? Like, uh, a lot. And, uh, and like, I run into people later and they're just like, hey, sorry for fucking with you, you know, like, and I'm just like, yeah, no problem, man. I know we didn't know what we were doing. We were just kids. Sorry for breaking your fucking nose or whatever I did when you <laughs> fucked with me. Um, you know, like, uh, it's just, uh, Kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. And so with this new technology, they are just harassing each other and they're picking on each other. And it turns into this whole obsessive culture mm-hmm. and um, with the social media and like the cell phone immediately means they're going to have social media going on. You know, like they're going to they're going to fucking figure it out. Well, if I was 12 with a phone, you know, I probably would have sent a dick pic pretty much first thing. Instantaneously, right? It's like you're a boy. You're going to. Just send it to your Johnson the, to the whole world. That's just illegal now, right? They got they they uh they made that shit sexual harassment or whatever indecent oh, really? exposure. Yeah, you can't you can't be sending dick pics. That you, some it's some like cr- the first thing like we would have been doing the goat and the and the yeah. nuts and the fruit basket and all that. Like oh yeah, pretty much the first thing that an email with a piece Look of technology. At my balls. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. And speaking of, have you heard of the nutscaping? The the nutscaping. You never. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's go into so, that. So, Netscaping, you could do on a quick Google search, but basically, it's a, uh, yeah, it's finding, like, beautiful backdrops of... <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of this? No. Dude, it is, like, the most... It's a phenomenon that, like, needs to come back. I, it kind of started, I think it caught wind, and then it kind of went away, but I just feel like it's some of the best <laughs> You just... You get uh, so for the audience who's not saying what is going on over here. Uh, you know, you go on a nice nature hike. You find a beautiful scenery, and you know, have a sunset going on. You just drop your nutsack kind of over the over the top of the camera as it's going on. So it's kind of got that nutsack eclipse going on. Are you, are you able pull to pull it up? Pull up the image. Yes. <laughs> this is the Google image search. I don't think we can get in trouble for that, right? Uh, no. Nutscaping. I mean, Unbelievable, you guys. <laughs> I did not know that was a fucking thing. So, you That's know. ridiculous. <laughs> I forgot why I even brought, we were talking about, oh, yeah, self. Okay. I love how it just kind of like goes one to the other. To the, how did we get to nutscaping? But now we all know about it. And, you know, um, we'll put my phone number in the in the in the uh, comments or something. And I want I want your best nut your Everyone's best nutscapes. <laughs> Steven, your nutscape. Look me up on Facebook. So that's hilarious. With that being said, I get sick joy. You know, I'm sure you know. I was sending out really messed up videos and and. Uh, oh, I definitely, I definitely photos know. to you. My girlfriend is convinced that you're my gay lover because you send me so much. <laughs> <laughs> sexual fucking stuff it's just like <laughs> terrible shit like balls and ass that you send me she's like why are you getting these pictures yeah. from some <laughs> from someone and i was just like it's steven she goes he wants your dick so bad i know it <laughs> i won't name names here but yeah there was definitely another one of our fellow tech uh one of our fellow tech uh you know colleagues and he <laughs> he was watching one and he goes so my wife just asked me who's why I'm wa- a why I'm watching that, and then b who hey. sent it to me, and then I had to explain to her you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, oh. it was um, yeah. He's like, well, so this is uh, 
one of my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure we we uh, we have a pact that if either of us die or whatever, that we have to go like put a drill through each other's hard drives, like find your cell phones, just make sure Jesus. that like no one can access it. This is for quite a few people. They're like, All yeah, I don't want my shit. significant other to ever see our chat thread. <laughs> I show uh, An- I show Angela all the horrible shit we talk about. She goes, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Why would you think that's funny?" We go, "It's fucking hilarious." I don't know what you're talking about. And it, yeah, with Anthony too, it got yeah. to the point that uh, he just was like, "I always share it with Casey." So we just made a group chat because he's like, <laughs> "It's just saving me a step." I just copy and paste yeah. it over to her. So I was like, "Oh, this is great." And then actually, she she came in pretty hot and heavy with some good ones. Like well, Casey, right don't fuck around. No, I was proud. She is also from Stockton. She yeah, is not you guys, one to mess with. You guys are a good good click of uh got the good humor. Oh yeah. Yeah, the dark humor. That's what it is. We just don't give a shit, man. You know, the the worse the worse the joke is and the more offensive the joke is, yep. it's probably going to make us laugh harder. I'm all about dark humor, Louis CK and like uh that. even I guess um oh, I'm so bad with names. The other ginger fuck. Um the oh. other ginger fuck. Oh, God damn it. Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. I guess he is ginger. He's ginger. Lucy K is. I mean, Lucy K is really dark, but Bill Burr can get dark. I like that. And, and so it, it is. I think it is something to do with the soullessness of the gingers, you know? Angela don't like Bill Burr. <laughs> oh, why is that? Oh, he gets pretty sexist, you know? He just. Oh, calls, it? Yeah, he's, he's kind of. He kind of has that. Get the fuck in the kitchen and make me a sandwich kind of attitude oh, about. But I love everything. It. Yeah. And it's like he's fucking joking. You know, he's fucking joking, right? Like, but. Ah, uh, she just goes. That's not fucking funny. I go. It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, like uh, I know you know for the viewers. So I have a, a Taiwanese, you know, wife, and so they still very much have that, like you know, servitude, whatever, for your yeah. man and all that. And I like to play those. You know, I do those jokes all the time. She she thinks it's funny. Yeah. Got our nice pair of shorts from William Control. Shout out. Uh, with that, say yes, sir. <laughs> Across her butt cheeks. So it's great. That's kind of like our joke too. I'm like, do this, this, that, and the other. She'll just be like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll yeah. get some comments for that one. Oh, of course. But, People are going to get their panties in a bunch over whatever you fucking say nowadays. You yeah. just don't worry about it. You she know? takes a lot of pride, though, taking care of the family, getting the boys fed, yeah. you know, you know, making it happen. So we don't we don't meet take it seriously. You know, women yeah. are equal to men. We're the same fucking thing. You know, it's just yep. we got these different weird bodies and it's fucking funny. And then there's these standards and then we can joke about it. Absolutely. And it's like if you're not joking about it, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? The house Make would fun fall of everything. To, to her credit, the house would fall apart without her. There's of course. No, yeah. It's just total glue. 100%. Yeah. So those guys are, don't listen to her good. Then I got to come home and just lay down the law. But man, she's she's running out. She's pretty much running everything from A to Z. You know? Uh, I, I forget who I was listening to. But I was listening to some stand-up comedy. And I think it was Louis C.K. But uh, he was just like, I got I got home from work. And the, the wife says, you just get in there and you beat his fucking ass. You know? He, he did yep. this and this and this. And he just comes in and he's just like, I mean, I wasn't even here for any of this, so I have no dog in the fight. He's just, right. like, come on, I guess I gotta, yep. whoop your ass. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like I, why it reminds you me know of the, why, like that opening scene of like number one Game of Thrones. Yeah, where they like take the guy out and he's like the guy who's gonna give the judgment has to do the punishment. Yeah, and he like beheads the guy. And it's kind of like we have the rules. That's why I feel like I come in and I'm like, 
It's almost like, son, I love you, but I have to beat you. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and then he cries for a little bit and he gets his butt cheeks, you know, spanked. And yeah. then we hug it out later, you yeah. know? Get back to life. Get then back make, to life. Make him go say sorry to mom. That's right. So Consequences are important. And that yeah. creates discipline and respect in your fucking environment, man, you know? Yep. It's like, I don't agree with the whole don't, like discipline your kids thing or just put them in the fucking corner for timeouts it's like that's right. a little monkey person man they're gonna start manipulating your dumb fucking pussy rules you know right. that right like right. that's not a mutual respect thing he can't break all your shit and like do dumb stuff to you and then not have real consequences for their actions totally and yeah. i make him i make him put his hand, own hand out yeah you know just yeah, like did to you touch the things that you did and then i'm waiting for him like you need to put your hand out and he's kind of crying i'm like put your hand out yep you're gonna get a smack on it. That's fun. Yeah, I mean, not I mean, fun, but smart. Yeah, it's like uh, that's that's a really good way to go about it. And he, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't like beating children any more than I have to. Nobody wants to. F- nobody wants to fucking do that. <laughs> that's it. Sucks. It's literally you as know? an adult, you know, looking back on that whole like this is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. It, that, for real. It I is. mean, like, who wants to do that to their fucking baby? You know, like. But you gotta keep that shithead in line, or they're gonna just start getting unruly. They're already strong enough that, like, if she tries to spank him or something, yeah, it's she's just gonna hurt herself. Like, they don't think it hurts. Yeah, just kind of laugh about it. So we do have some nice bamboo switches though out in the back. Ha! So, you know, that's that's what they grew up with, though. You know, that's what she grew up with, and her her uncles and everything. Um, They give them a little little whip with the that bamboo. Woo! Yeah, don't fucking misbehave. I used to have a paddle. My dad had a paddle yeah. that he got in like, it looked like a geisha doll, but it was like a wooden paddle and he, he'd hang it over me and my little brother's door every night just to <laughs> remind us that we fucked off and we were going to get our asses beat. <laughs> then then he started like, it started getting weird though because like he was starting to like drill holes in it so it was like more aerodynamic. Nice. <laughs> and there, I forget what, it, I forget the situation, but Phil was, uh, he's my little brother and he's like really fucking with me hard or whatever. And my dad, it was kind of like that situation, that Game of Thrones situation where he's like, do you think he deserves a spanking, Stephen? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to let you spank him. <laughs> so he's like, but, you know, if down the line, you do something to mess with him, he's going to spank you back. So think about, like, how hard you want to do it, right? Yeah. Bro, I hit him so fucking hard. <laughs> His ass cheeks were bleeding, dude. I mean, right, it's I, your I, brother. Yeah, dude. Unloaded. Oh, <laughs> tell me and my brother were growing up. Dude, we beat the fuck out of each other was growing Ch- up. I forget was Chad older or younger? I'm the oldest. Yeah, okay. Chad's so. the Chad's the middle kid, and then we have Eric, who's like ten years younger than me. Okay, but and so you guys probably didn't really fight the ten year old. No, no, we didn't fight with it. We tortured the ten year old. We fucked him. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I love you, man. I really do love you, bro. Uh, no, we were kids. We didn't know what we were doing, and we were just like you know trying to just fucking life is complex. So yeah, as uh, no, as teenagers and stuff, yeah, we totally picked on our little brother Eric and tortured that little kid. But we also like tried to include him in the group and like ten years is little, tough though. Teach him little shithead moves, right? Yeah, so like my gap. friends would come over and I'd be like, uh, Eric, go get the door, and that means answer the door and say, Hey, how's it going? Bam, right in the balls. <laughs> and it's just like that's how you get. <laughs> That's how you got introduced to the Froberg house. That's how you get introduced to the house. You learn. Eric's gonna punch you in the balls. We taught him to punch you in the balls. You know, like. Dude, he, he does it to me. people he's not supposed to, you know, like adults that come over see, fucking hang out with my folks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I mean. They're just like, why did the kid just hit me the ball? He's five. You guys are 15. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, no, so that was weird, uh, like trying to include him, but like also not 
be super inappropriate. We're like, we're experimenting with drugs. Right. We're teenagers, right? So, uh, you know, we, we didn't want to like, I don't know. We fucked that kid up too. We're all fucked up. <laughs> Everybody's fucked up. You know, Chad and I, uh, Chad and I grew up just beating the living hell out of each other, oh, right? Yeah. I was, uh, I was. Our favorite one to bring up uh, was like the most ridiculous uh, fight we got in, and that was uh, he started drowning me in the kitchen with like a <laughs> pot of boiling water. My mom was like going to boil eggs, right? Yeah, but she hadn't put the eggs in yet. The water's just just getting boiling, and I don't. We don't know what the fight was about, right? We just remember <laughs> the fight. Like it didn't matter. It was probably over something really fucking stupid. Whoever gets the most eggs. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> it, it, we don't know. We didn't know how to deal with our emotions, right? So we just beat the shit out of each other, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so he starts drowning me in this pot of boiling water. And I'm like trying to fucking stop him And we fight all the time So he's doing a really good job of drowning me <laughs> and, uh, and so I like I, 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 Oh that's a big knife And I just fucking swing backwards with this knife And he fucking jumps back like that I'm like ready to lunge at this motherfucker with a knife And we look at each other in the eyes And we're like the fuck are we fighting for? <laughs> God damn it! You know, I was like, I'm not. I was like, I'm about to kill my brother. Some Cain and Abel bullshit. Yeah, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> Fucking uh, yeah, we would get rough with each other, man. You know, but That's wild. We were only 18 months apart, so that was just how we always solved all our issues. And uh, now. Yeah, it made us love each other. That's a, that's a bond. That's a tight. That's a tight. Yeah, my boys are twenty two months. So yeah, it's a love hate thing, I guess. Right? I, it was a See love. It, it was mostly a love thing. It was. I, I think the problem is um, that we had anger issues, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we were spoiled ass white kids who got, <laughs> you know, who got more than we should have gotten, kind of thing. And so when we didn't get our way or like things were going our way, right? We didn't know how to deal with our issues properly because we was just most of the time we'd get our way, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and that that immaturity led to led to lashing out and lashing out at each other and stuff like that until mm. we started started finally realizing that we should stop beating. The well, shit fuck, out you of each whooped other. his ass not too long ago. Oh, that was that was actually Eric. That was the youngest. Oh, but, it was. But he's he was like twenty four. <laughs> oh, okay. At the time, he's a monster now. The guy, he's such a fucking stud. I remember your hand being in a. In a oh cast. yeah, I broke my fucking hand. On I wanted to give him a black eye. I didn't want to fuck him up. I just wanted to give him black eye. You know, <laughs> like we got in a situation, and what ha- what went through my head, um, because he like he attacked me at my house. I'm like working out, and we're like, I, I was like, he was he was. He was being quite a shithead without getting into too many brutal details about it. Yeah. He's acting very inappropriately towards my my fucking parents, especially my mom. And she was like, you ain't coming over here no more, you know? And then mm-hmm. he comes over to my fucking house, like, trying to talk about it. And, uh, and the conversation just got way out of hand mm. because Eric hasn't gotten to that point where, like, Chad and I try to, like, deal with our emotions and our anger problems, so he right, attacked right. me. And not, I mean, he's getting a lot better about it too, though, now, you know, and I love Eric to death. But uh, yeah, so he attacked me, and like the first thing that goes through my mind is um, is when I was out, out of control a little bit, this fucking, uh, this fucking ex gangbanger in Stockton that we had uh, drumming for us at the time that I had to fucking fire <laughs> as the drummer just fucking whooped my ass because I was mouthing off, right? I was being really disrespectful about it. And, uh, and he fucking split my eye open, gave me a big black eye, and I needed to, like, you know, butterfly my eye together. And I was just like, that taught me that lesson of, like, respecting people. Yeah. And, like, uh, and I was just like, I tried not to get myself into that situation again because I was like, I deserved that. Yeah, they call it check yourself before yeah, you wreck yourself. I fucking deserved that. <laughs> and I got that scar over my eye, and it's a reminder all the time. And I was just like, I'm going to just give this kid a black eye real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck him up because normally I'd go for like soft spots right here and just 
that you know you're right anything right here is going to just dislocate Ooh. and fall apart and Ow. just destroy someone's face i don't want to do that to my little brother and then i broke my hand all over his fucking forehead because <laughs> i was just i was pissed I was, I was i was pissed by the time i flipped him on his back and just started lighting him up i was just like yeah i i was i i, I just kept punching him until he said stop and then uh broke the shit out of my stupid hand like an idiot like don't hit people in the fucking eye like that's not a place to hit someone just hit them like in the throat yeah the you nuts, hit them in the soft spots the, soft. <laughs> the spots that are softer than your hand not this thing this is yeah, really hard that's a bad one yeah it's a bad thing so he, he he moved his head and it just like that and i just fucking broke my metal carpal on it <laughs> fuck yeah it sucks you know but it's brothers man it's growing up it and, is and he's kind of at the he, he he was finally at the age where he can start a fight with us, you know? It's right. not... The size difference wasn't a thing anymore. Not that it... I mean, fuck, that kid grew up really fast. He was big uh, pretty quickly, you know? Like, by the time he's like, 15, 16, he's a big fucking kid. But, uh... But, yeah, now, after that, like, the whole nightmare of family drama that was going down, I was trying to kind of get him in a direction as a person. Mm-hmm. He ended up going to the military. Oh, so he's like in there right now he's in the air force right now oh nice he's a really smart guy so nice. like he went and started he went and studied really hard and took all these fucking tests he just nailed them like a badass and uh yeah and and he just got whatever he wanted he go to the space force no he he's a mechanic <laughs> he's in he fucking he like works on jets that's sick how cool is that like, very cool gonna, you know like he's fucking yeah he's up in washington right now working on uh working on planes and stuff learning how to become a fucking air force mechanic that's awesome and that's a smart move too because if he ever he, i think he wants to like career yeah because he really likes it i he never really had that discipline in his life after my mom dealt with me and my mm-hmm. brother chad right it was like fucking 10 years later he's got this new kid and it's just like parents are different people and uh i think they kind of like they kind of just let him be a free range kid. Yeah. And the free range kid thing doesn't really work out. Um, you know, they just discipline's super important yeah. for a human being. We require a lot of discipline. Like we were talking about earlier in the party, you're like, Oh, you're so fucking disciplined. And it's like, well, I wasn't, you know, but right. I was unhappy. And it makes you unhappy because you just, nothing, nothing satisfies structure. your structure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, your life has structure now. And that structure is beautiful, man. It is. And it really, you know, wake up with the sun and go to sleep when the fucking moon comes out, you know, like that kind of shit. Like be one with the fucking planet that you're, that gave birth to you. Gay and birth? Gay birth. Exactly. <laughs> Other uh, potty breaks. I mean, whatever you want, I'm gonna right? Take a You're fucking drinking beer and stuff like that. Hurry the fuck up and do that, right? So, <laughs> yeah, potty breaks, I guess. So, anyways, uh, while that fucking ginger piece of shit is uh, using my bathroom, I'll just take this time to remind you that uh, you should probably hit that subscribe button down below there and subscribe to my podcast because uh, we're trying to monetize this motherfucker i'd like to get paid for doing this and uh, if you're enjoying me putting these things out every monday uh that would definitely help me make more of these fucking things and get paid for doing this and uh you know maybe keep doing it for a long time that'd be fucking killer uh we really enjoy it that's for sure uh so yeah yeah please subscribe check it out So, on that note, it reminded me of a tale. <laughs> Tell your tale, sir. <laughs> I'll, only, I'll only let you put up your beacon if you listen to my tale. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, one of the, one of the better ta- uh, tales from back in the tour days. I was out, you know, with Davy Suicide. This has uh, got to be about circa 2013. We rotated taking drives, you know, uh, after the 
concert, whatever. And uh, my, my shift always seemed to be like two to six in the morning, kind of where I ended up falling. Nonetheless, you know what you're doing. You're fucking off. You're drinking. You eat some. We ate trash all the time on the road, right? Like fast food and all this stuff. But so I just remember we're on the Ohio, Ohio Turnpike and I'm trying to kind of stay awake. And then I literally like, you know, that movie semi-pro where they're talking about like the jejunum. <laughs> I'm just like You're talking about Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. The jejunum. I was like, I just feel like someone's like twisting my guts, dude. It's not normal. It's just like, you know, it's like, so that was like wave one. I'm like, okay, that sucked. But like, you know, we'll go find a bathroom soon, whatever. And like wave two comes and it's like, 10 times worse than wave one was and I was just like to the point that like you're clenching your butthole like so tight to like stop any juices flowing whatsoever and I'm like slapping myself in the face like just like trying to just like get through this all and by that point I had made enough disgruntled you know noises that Davey wakes up he's sitting in the front bench uh, it's a 15 passenger van he's in the front bench and and my nickname was fart box right you can only guess why anyways he's like yo fart box like what's up and I was like dude this isn't like normal i have to poo like something's going down and he's like all right well fuck it like oh look the blue sign of like uh how how soon the you know the next rest stop is and so we see that coming up and it's like we're on the turnpike right so yeah. 20 miles Oh, no. It's one of those ones. There's not all these like That's exits a long and shit. Time and I go, to squeeze your butt cheek. Yeah, I go, dude. I was wave two. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through a wave three. Like it was bad already. <laughs> so, shit in the desert. <laughs> so uh, he's like, "Well, fuck it. Let's just pull over." I was like, "What do I have to wipe or anything?" He's like, "Oh, some band gave me this. this some local band gave me their T-shirt. <laughs> like, ah! so that, and like it's Reverb Nation on the back. Like you put Reverb Nation on something as your link. Yeah. Like that's becoming paper. Get, yeah, it deserves to get." shoved up someone's ass yeah so here i go we finally pull over and like i'm just so excited that i'm just gonna let her rip you know and i'm running down the hill and you couldn't really tell that like the night before it rained because right when i hit the bottom of that hill man i came out of my shoes my shoes went into this mud and i just went bloop bloop and just fucking kicked out of my shoes tumble tumble I now have mud all over me anyway, so it kind of looks like I'm covered in shit. You know, I got brown on me. And I'm just there. I just land a rip, dude. It was like the most, you know, it's just orgasmic almost. The, just, yeah. But And then uh, we've got to find the clip. We'll have to put it out there where um, someone was filming the van's reaction. So they're like all laughing at me. And you just see me in afar like a little goose, you know, in the field, like looking left and right, you know, and just taking a big old shit. <laughs> So, and I came back. There's a lot to kind of, you know, wipe off of me. Luckily, it wasn't poo. Come back covered in mud after taking a big old shit. Yep. It was a good time. It was a good time. That was a fun tour. It was a lot of madness. Um, yeah. I think the cra the craziest one, too, was like back-to-back, -back, right? Denver, Denver to, uh, or no, Chicago to Denver, then Denver to Butte, Montana. Those were back-to-back -back dates. Not we, really. We had to, like, get done jamming sell some merch be packed by 12 or we weren't making it 12 a.m like oh, midnight wow. and start driving or you're not making load in jesus that's yeah, rough it was crazy but anyway so that was my my nice poo tail thanks for listening there's nothing better than relieving that pressure in your tummy man it's like goes from the worst fucking feeling in the world to like the best fucking feeling in the world out of nowhere you're just like oh thank god oh. <laughs>
Well, teaching uh, Stephen how to how to poo, you know, potty train him and everything. I've always joked around and called it Mr. Hanky. Mm-hmm. So the first time they ever dropped a big old deuce in the toilet, he's like, "Dad, I did a Mr. Hanky." Ah. <laughs> so raising him right, bro. Yep, he loves it. That's fucking hilarious. I it's kind of nice Hankey. because, yeah, in public too, instead of saying I have to poop, he's like, "Hey, Dad, I need to make a Mr. Hanky." So <laughs> it's kind of got its nice little. Unless you got a South Park fans around you, but uh, even still, it's pretty awesome. If I heard that in public, I'd fucking die. I'd die laughing. I'd just start fucking busting up. And, and I, I don't let him forever. watch Rick and Morty. He knows of Mr. Hanky because I've shown him like just the howdy ho oh, and like yeah. some of the songs and stuff that aren't really like super. Yeah. And obviously, if you go deeper in the episode, it gets a little more ridiculous. But just as far as the I'm a Christmas poo song and all that stuff, yeah. he loves it. So that's funny. Rick, Rick, and then uh, yeah, don't let him watch any Rick and Morty yet, uh, obviously. But but he knows what it is because of always wearing it and everything. You're like, Dad, you watching Rick and Morty? Morty, right. <laughs> he's got that. <laughs> I think there's a kids show that Justin Roiland is friends with the creator, and I was watching. Like I said, I was watching those uh, Rick and Morty videos, and they mm-hmm. kept mentioning like all these Easter eggs. Of oh yeah, them referencing this other show that uh, Justin's friend makes. Okay. So I think I don't know what is that. I'm gonna look it up actually. Yeah, I bet that'd be great. I bet they'd like to watch that. I think that's uh, more appropriate for kids. I haven't seen it yet. I was gonna mm-hmm. I was gonna look it up, but uh... well, they do uh, Peppa Peppa the Pig, and that one um, they're saying like more kids are like uh, you know starting to have like talking with English accents because it's such a popular show. So it's like a bunch of English uh, animals, right? Um, and the uh, the Dougie one, so some of these popular ones. It is cool though. We're getting a lot of like cross cultural kids shows going on now. Uh, I think it's good. But um, yeah, I'd be definitely curious to hear what the name of that one is. I can't find it. Oh, uh, it's all good. We'll look it up later. <clears throat> but uh, but, but yeah, I guess great. Justin Roiland, the guy that uh, he's mm-hmm. like the animator and lead lead comedian on the show. He does all the voices. He uh, his buddy right. makes this other show. And they were talking about how they reference it constantly in Rick and Morty. And I don't, e- I don't even know. The Let's references are like going over my head because I haven't watched this fucking other show that Justin's buddy makes. Then there's the other one that just came out on Hulu, The the Solar Opposites. I really like that show. Did you get, did you do it? All yeah, I, I watched it all already. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the right Poopa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was fun I just, jokes and shit. I just burned through it the other last week. Yeah, so. you can get through it pretty quick. It's mm-hmm. only one season. But yeah, it's uh no, we were talking about that actually on the last episode as well about the difference between the solar opposites and Rick and Morty and like Dan Harmon being the creative genius that he is right. with Rick and Morty and putting together this huge fucking fictional universe with all these easter eggs and amazing amazing setups that they do and this complicated story. It's like Dan Harmon's the fucking the man, dude. That guy's fucking smart. Right, but he's not involved in that one, right? No, exactly. That's what I mean. Oh yeah, you see yeah, the difference. The, you, see you see the difference in that. You can you see, see the difference. difference in the writing. You see the the writing, and then you. And the, but the the animation kind of stayed. The, the animation is still are, Justin and yeah. the Adult Swim crew or whatever. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. I think it's still the same crew, but um, but yeah, you can definitely tell the difference between the writing because it's like mm-hmm. mostly just jokes as opposed to like this. It felt more like Family Guy universe that yeah. they created. Felt more Family Guy ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but still like. Right, the Kovo. Uh, Co- I'm so bad with the names. The the main. Yeah, the main. The main. He reminds alien. you of Rick. He kind of sounds like him a little bit. He's a little bit of a fucking prick. You yeah. Know? And then, what's funny is Terry. I was like, God, that's that's the guy from um, the Rick and Morty episode where they go into the Rainbow Land, right? Oh, Tommy. 
And I and then I look I started looking it up to see who these people are actually are, and then I realized it's that really nerdy guy from Silicon Valley. Okay. Thomas whatever. So the, it is supposed to be the Rick and Morty universe, right? Like, or is it not? I don't think it is. Okay. No, it's it's uh it's its own thing, but you hear some of the similar. Vo- it's, they're using some of the same people. Yeah. You got the girl from like Bob's Burgers that yeah. wears the bunny ears. She's the daughter. So you got you got a good like voice character cast in that show for sure. A, a lot of things. I love, um, I love the whole subplot of like the people in the wall. Yeah. That's some of the. That's that could fantastic. be like its whole own thing, right? I would just watch like if they just did an episode where it's just people on the wall, I would totally watch that. Which episode. was like seven, right? I, I guess it most was of the show. most of the episode. Yeah, right? I love it was how like the A story instead of the B story. Yeah, because the well, the main story or the the name of the episode was like, uh, you know, Corvo gets a bear or something. <laughs> and so like if I want to rewatch it now, but like if you start watching that wall episode again, it always shows you like in the background. Uh, you see what the aliens are doing. Yeah, and uh, and like at first, like because it wasn't making sense. It's just I just thought it was like stupid stuff. But like uh, he was like putting like jars of honey on him, like grenades almost. Like he had like honey, 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 honey. I remember that. And all of a sudden they're like hitting the bear with a broom. Is that right? I didn't even know. So that's like going on in the background the whole time. And the name of the episode is like Corvo they, gets a bear. They get a bear. And it has nothing to do with Corvo. <laughs> but like the bear. whole time the wall episode's going on, and you just see those these random clips in the background of the aliens oh, fucking around wow. with this bear. So you got to already watch that. Like, I was just like laughing about it. Like, oh yeah. Those, these, those, the solar opposites and the Rick and Morty, you have to watch, you have to watch so many times yep. and you still won't catch all of it. You're like, you got to watch it like three times and then watch a YouTube video where they cut it into fucking frame by frame for you and explain to you all what? the stuff you're missing. <laughs> Why it was funny. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, Oh my God, there's like 17 jokes that went over my head in three seconds. How the fuck do they do this? Oh, and then, well, gosh, one of them, Cronen, Cronen, Cronenberg stuff, yeah. Just that in general, like, I thought I was funny and cool, but, it, like, it went kind of over my head a little bit, and my buddy's like, Cronenberg, like, the guy who made The Fly, I was like, oh, that makes so much even more sense now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it's just like, I just thought, like, you never know if it's science you don't know if it's pop culture they're talking about. Like, it just, it just gets yeah. you in all the way john pelosi i showed him the show forever ago and he's like oh my god thank you for showing me that oh, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite cartoon by yeah. far like yeah it's the best cartoon ever i hope it goes on for a very long time well we know they got 70 episodes so they have 70 episodes they uh so uh the start of season four is the beginning of the the 70 new episodes that were purchased what so we're gonna have rick and morty for a very good foreseeable future yeah. that is such killer news bro yeah. i love that so that's what seven more seasons or are they 10 episodes Six, a season, if or? they're doing 10 episodes a season that means yeah. we're gonna get through or, like a season 10 so to speak yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah wow and have you noticed too like how the animations changed completely it's gotten a lot better yeah because once you get fa- those those fat bucks yeah and you know you got that guaranteed you know then you can get the crew together again, because that was well, the yeah. problem. The, well, the crew can... was scattering because they were, had such big breaks. Yeah. So it was hard to kind of wrangle back in the. With so much writing, yeah. you know, they can't just like. It's such a complex idea, and like, there's so much to write mm-hmm. and to figure out, and then to go back and then double check all your shit that you wrote, and make sure your timelines work, and all the stuff you're going to put in the background is accurate, and it's just like, it's got to be a very tedious uh, task to just, like actually make that yeah. happen, yeah. the way it happens so well. And just something like a poster in the background, right? Yeah. That they do, they just, they're always thinking of that extra, the extra nugget 
Yeah. They're they're going extra mile always. That's what I appreciate about it too. So. It's just cram full of it. You yep. can you can pause anything on that in Rick and Morty and just look around. Yeah. It's like everything is just everything is something. Yep. There's not just random shit in the fucking background for no reason. And I really appreciate that. That's for fucking sure. Hell yeah. It's 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 hilarious, man. And then of course the intelligence of it all. Yep. Where the fucking uh what they're talking about and the the project uh, the subject matter of every episode is just fucking way up here in the stratosphere of like uh modern science and just hypothetical science and shit like right, that. Right, right. No, it's a good time. Other than that, as far as like I guess we're watching a lot of bullshit these days being in quarantine and I take my dad's uh notes pretty serious. He's pretty good, like you know, if he watches it says good, it's usually pretty good. Yeah. And uh I dove into Den of Thieves on Netflix. And that is like a new school heat, so to speak. Like definitely like bank bank heist kind of like oh, really? stuff going on. You got Gerard Butler's on the cop side of things, kind of the, the the bad boy cops, so to speak. And yeah, it was good. I like how they laid it out. It was it was really good actually. Good little ride. And it was a two hour twenty minute. And it was like I was on the grip of my seat, edge of my seat the whole time. That was a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a movie. And then uh, what else did I watch? Um, the Extraction is on Netflix as well. I haven't seen that That's yet. That's the, the guy that plays Thor. Yeah. And that was really good. I think we put it on, but then we stopped it. We were like, something else we were supposed to watch. It's a lot of like bang, bang, shoot em up stuff. Yeah. Really cool like fighting and gun scenes and stuff like that. So Tight. you're into that. And then uh, my friend just uh, introduced me to the world of Upload last night on Amazon. Upload. And it was, it's a, it, it's, I think as a tech, you'll really like it. Like anyone mm. who's like really techie, it's like um, if you could upload your consciousness to the afterlife, right? So yeah. there's like this whole digital, it's the digital afterlife. And, oh. and the more the more wealthy you are, you could afford like uh, unlimited data. And then there's like the two gigabyte people like down in the basement that like freeze when they run out of when they run out of data or they don't get like a view of the lake. It's kind of interesting. Weird. <laughs> it's super weird. And then the whole sub sub twist off of that is that yeah. he maybe was murdered instead because he was making like an app that would have computed with the digital oh, afterlife yeah. and. And uh, they can communicate with each other. So, like, his girlfriend's still, like, in the real world, and they can talk to each other. Yeah. And there's, like, sex suits, or they call them hug suits, but it's, like, so you can, like, still, like, make love with your lover in the afterlife. Yeah. But when they're going from, like, what she's doing in real life to interact with him in the virtual world, and they're, A, being it, it's hilarious, because she looks like she's just in, like, this, like, scuba gear like in her bathtub like laying there all lonely but then like they're laying together in the bed as it like keeps clicking back and forth it's it's a trip to kind of just watch it yeah i'll have to check that out yeah it's it's one of those and then he has what's called an angel and every time he says hey angel she can come in but and then that's like a that's a real world person too that's alive and and she clicks in that's her job so like like concierge Okay. Right, and then so like you see her, and they interact. And they start having like a little love story. It gets wild, dude. I'm only like seven episodes into it, but I'm like, I guess there's two seasons. So, and there's this little like kid who was like died when he was 11, but now he would be like 18, 19. So you got this like 11 year old kid talking like he's like 18, 19. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny, dude. And they go to the gray market, but it's like so since their data. They like are interacting with the dark web people that are real, 
like when you watch the when you when you click into it, dude, you're gonna be like, yeah, this is wild. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and yeah. it's the makers of uh, The Office and Parks and Rec. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll probably like it's probably a lot of good jokes then. I'd yeah, imagine. it's not the same format though. Yeah. It's got a lot more of this weird like adventurey kind of feel to it, but you you does have all that like dry. They don't drag of... everyone off to the corner and do personal interviews. <laughs> No, yeah, they don't do the personal interview style. Uh, that's that's what it's missing. But yeah. I think you'll feel the vibe a little bit of because like they they're always really good at building those like awkward scenarios, like social scenarios, right? So you get plenty of that. It's good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're like halfway through the Avengers saga, which is just an insane stack of fucking movies and TV shows you have to watch. Jesus, but. Um, I think the whole Marvel Universe, like, saga is nine days, but we're cutting out, like, the Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist garbage that was, like, I mean, we watched that. Like the Luke Cage on Netflix? Yeah. I watched that. We watched that already, so it's, like, but it has nothing to do with the Avengers. No. You know, so we're just, like, ah, do we need to spend a few days watching this entire series again to call it, like, part of the, no, we're not going to do that. What do you think is the best one? days out. What's your bet? What's your favorite movie or or mini series of people so far? Uh, definitely the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh yeah, those are sick. Those are the best ones. Like they're just so much fun. Like, it, has, how... it doesn't even need anything to do with the Marvel universe. Like those oh, are just fun ass movies. It's not part soundtrack. of Avengers though, right? Oh, it's totally part of Avengers. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm so bad at that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah. They 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 fucking bring it all all in together. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they ended up they end up grabbing Thor. Uh, they rescue Thor from whenever uh, Thanos fucking destroys that whole ship mm-hmm. of uh, Asgardians that are like running away from Asgard after his sister destroyed Asgard. They're like leaving Asgard. Thanos comes in, blows the fucking ship up, okay. takes the fucking power stone they have, or the stone they have, whatever one it is, and then they, uh, and then like fucking Thor's just floating there. And they set off a fucking SOS, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy show up, and now boom, Guardians of the Galaxy are part of the Avengers. Like they're not like in the Avengers, but like it's part of the whole saga, and then everybody's fighting together. Yeah, it's is it a? uh, Are they? uh, There's two movies of Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a third now. There, well, technically the end game, like um, right, Avengers uh, Infinity War and Avengers Endgame would be if you want to consider them part of the Guardians of the Galaxy universe as well, because they're they're in those movies for sure, big time. Okay. Um, like yeah, Chris Pratt and, uh, and well, I guess I gotta Tony watch Tony Stark or like I gotta watch those ones. Buttonheads. You yeah. never saw the last ones? Nah. With the Infinity Dude, they're amazing. But yeah, I gotta watch it. Yeah, you dude, start it all over. You're there's got nothing else to do. Like, uh, but um, like I'm appreciating it a lot more because I never watched Agents of Shield. I never watched Agent Carter. Right. Um, and so like Jarvis is a character in Agent Carter because it's Tony Stark's dad. Okay. Uh, and Tony Stark's dad has a butler named Jarvis, and Jarvis just fucking—he's awesome. He's just—he's yeah, a yeah, useful yeah. guy. Uh, and like, it's kind of cool to actually experience that person in the saga alongside like Tony's dad. And then Tony has this digital version of Jarvis that's always helping him out. You know, it's like he's just fucking—he went through an entire century taking care of the Starks. 
even though he's yeah yeah he's like now he's in a computer or whatever but uh like upload yeah like, <laughs> so but it's really cool like i just watched uh winter soldier was the last one we watched and i didn't watch winter soldier because like i didn't like the first captain america very much i he's my least favorite yeah i like him more now that i've done the whole saga gotcha. I, I appreciate captain america more and he's a fucking badass in winter soldier like okay. like i didn't watch it at all because the first captain america was kind of boring he's yeah, such a like, he was such a whiny yeah right he was such a whiny in the first movie or two. Yeah. In like, this, in the, I wasn't into him. So, if he's cool now. In he, Winter Soldier, he's really cool. All right, I got to check that out. Like, right away, it's like action sequence, and he goes and just beats the shit out of everybody on this boat that's being held hostage or whatever. But, like... Awesome. Um, fucking... No, nah, it's it's a totally different vibe, right? It's like, he's just like, oh, I guess I'll go fucking help Nick Fury out again since he's hassling me. And he shows up and just, how fast can I whoop these dudes' ass so I can get back to my fucking life you know what i mean like yeah. he, he doesn't have time for this shit but he's got to i'm constantly cleaning up nick fury's mess that's his attitude about it and then uh yeah and then it just fucking all hell breaks out right like the whole that that movie's really good i want to give away too much of the movie since you haven't seen it but like i was really surprised and kind of like oh you dumb fucker i can't believe you didn't watch this movie which has all this important crucial story information and so much shit happens in that movie mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen, and then I just moved on to the next the Civil War or whatever, which I was like, what the fuck is happening here? This is gay. And then, uh, lame, sorry, whatever you want to say. I'm, I, I like I, gay. I, I grew up in the 90s. It's not, I, yeah. It's gay. I know, right? They're not supposed to say it that way. But, uh, I don't so know. Gay. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, so like Civil War was like, only okay but now i think i'll appreciate it a little bit more because i watched all the shield episodes and then i watched the winter soldier mm -hmm. and it's like oh now i have all this backstory now it makes more sense okay because there was so much shit i was missing to catch up to it all yeah like i remember iron man was cool iron i liked great. iron man a lot and then i think i only watched the first avengers yeah so i couldn't even tell you like the last movie i saw in the movie theater i think was like uh independence day resurgence Oh, that was terrible. And I fell asleep in it and and was, like yeah. You know, uh I wake up and I was just like did the humans live? And my girl's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Cool." Like, I don't Shocker. know. I've been yeah, I've, I've been really burned out on a lot of the Hollywood and going to the movies and trying to even keep track of all that. And like it, there's the summer blockbusters, woohoo. But it's just like, yeah, it's been so much like recycled garbage for so oh, long. Is. Um that even I feel like the whole Marvel Universe time had its kind of like lull, but it sounds like it's getting better again. Or at least there's definitely yeah. like the pick and choose out of those, right? Well, so they kind of they kind of tied it all up in a bow for yeah. us, right? Yeah. And like uh, at the end of Endgame, it kind of leaves everything at a great point, like for the, like all those characters that they've been developing for a decade, mm -hmm. and they if it, it really has been a decade, huh? Yeah, or longer. Yeah, shit. it's it's so much. It's it so many movies and so many TV shows. It's like it. It's not just a TV show you have to watch, right? It's like right. multiple it's TV shows that have season after season of fucking this show, and uh, uh, like I think Shield is like six fucking seasons, and, and they all tie into each other. They all tie in. So like as you're watching the movies, right? Sounds exhausting. Like you, like we pulled up a list <laughs> online because like fucking thank God for nerds, right? I love I. I love being a nerd and I love that nerds do OCD shit like create lists of the exact chronological order yeah, yeah. of how to watch everything. Right. So it's like you watch Captain America take on the Nazis in the 40s Yeah. and then uh, you know he gets frozen and then it goes right to like Miss Marvel mm -hmm. even though that movie came out way fucking later it's like in the chronological timeline Miss Marvel happened right here 
and then the whole Agents of Carter two seasons happen right after Miss Marvel, and then you jump back into like I think the Hulk movie or something like that. It, like fucking jumps forward. Someone's laid it out for Iron Man. It might be Iron Man is the one that comes back first. But uh, yeah, and then it goes into S.H.I.E.L.D., back out of S.H.I.E.L.D., into a Thor movie, and then back into S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's like, it says, watch the first seven seven episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D., then watch the Thor movie, the second Thor movie, like the the Dark Thor movie, uh, and then come back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then episode eight starts with Coulson fucking sweeping up a bunch of shit that Thor destroyed. And he's like always cleaning up after gods and stuff like that. And like they just make the comment like, it's like noob doob. It, it literally, yeah, <laughs> it literally flows in the middle of the fucking show through a movie back into the show. Weird. Through a movie back into the show. Uh, so was this planned or did definitely it, really? They had to have this all planned out way in advance to accomplish it the way they did. I mean, it's a masterpiece. When you when you take a big fucking giant step back and mm-hmm. look at the fucking twenty five movies and six TV shows that they put out to accomplish this. It's just like, fuck, man. They really, and they mapped it out. Like, it, right. it, everything ties together, and everything has the same characters and costumes, and everything's like fucking, it's like, it's very beautifully done. Especially when you go and you watch what DC fucking shat out, mm-hmm. and it's just like, uh, was anybody in the same fucking room for more than three days, or right. did you guys just fucking wing-ding this thing and go, oh, well, comic book movies sell? No, they don't. Marvel movies sell, yeah. because they have a fucking strategy that works. Yeah. That's true. And those fucking DC ones are trash. Well, other than was was it the was Joker considered a DC or is that well, a Joker's DC? Yeah, he, that is a DC you know, character, of yeah. course. That was well. I mean, but what, the that, Joker was great. It broke all kinds of yeah uh, records for R-rated movie yeah. and the subject matter. Do you saw right? Yeah, right. But how many Jokers have there been in the last ten years? How many Ironmans have there been in the last ten years? Quite a few. Yeah, no, it's always been. It's always been Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I see what you're saying. The actor itself. The actor yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they've had they did three Batmans with one Joker, and then they did another thing with Suicide Squad, and they made this other Joker, and right, then they make right. this other fucking Joker, and it's like, okay, well, let's just do another fucking Batman. We'll have a fourth Joker. How about that, well, guys? There let's just you know we'll get fucking instead of have Ben Affleck because he dropped out. Right, we're getting another fucking guy to play the fucking vampire guy. Whatever's gonna play Batman now? Yes, he'll do yeah. one fucking Batman movie with a different fucking Joker, and then oh well, he's gonna fucking quit, and now we're gonna get a different yeah, fucking Batman. It's saying. just like get some fucking consistency, man. I'm not giving you my money. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, but that, that I mean, Joaquin Phoenix definitely killed it. He killed it. Oh, yeah. the Joker movie's a different thing. That's a standalone That's, indie. Yeah. Well, I love it. Leads actually leads up to him escaping Arkham. Yeah, at the end, and that right. actually leads well into Batman Begins. It, if you watch it in that order, yeah, it okay. actually like Batman Begins, right? Maybe I'm fucking, maybe I'm fucking up, but I feel like, well, there's there's the video games too, so I'm, maybe I'm blending something, but yeah. Well, that's the thing; you is definitely they didn't have a consistent storyline. That is the story of Joe. Oh, I'm sorry, that not Batman Begins. The first Batman with uh, uh, Michael uh, Keaton. So he's actually escapes from. Uh, the Arkham and he gets like a gang of people remember how he's kind of almost looked like a celebrity at the end they pull him out of the car and he's got all these followers already yeah so then he's in Arkham he escapes from the the loony bin and then he starts his whole gang and then like Batman number one with Jack Nicholson Joker and Michael Keaton Michael Keaton Ah. it's kind of picks up that's where that picks up because he's got all these cronies he launches them on the city and he's kind of like a crazy I, I liked it. Yeah. You know, I really did. I See, I liked nice. those Batmans mm-hmm. where they were super not serial. They was just like, it's kind of 
Well, they were darker a than you dark. Th- they were yeah. darker than you think. Have you rewatched them recently? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're pretty dark, especially Returns, right? The, the yeah. Danny with Danny DeVito and yeah, it's he's it's, super creepy. It's like uh, jokingly dark. Yeah, it's because he's just like he just wipes people. I forgot how like murderous he was. A oh, Batman. Yeah, the first one. How yeah. Jack Nicholas is oh, Nicholson is just like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, sorry, Jack Nicholson is just like walks in the door, bang. Yeah, like doesn't even think twice about it. Like, oh yeah. That was, like when you think about when that came out, like it's pretty gnarly. Oh, that was a great movie. I don't know how many times I watched that as a kid. The the murder, the the, the Joker murder scene in the apartment when he when he kills the guy that like betrayed him, uh, and the midget come over. The midget. Oh, you're saying yeah, the new the, the, new, the new one, the new Joker. Yes, by far um, one of the most gruesome murders I've ever seen on a R-rated movie ever. Like yeah, individual kill. Like it was just so you thought he's gonna bang his head against the wall like two or three times and be done, but like. It just keeps going and going and going, and then, yeah, you're just kind of like, it makes you uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, wow, this was... And the fucking little guy on the ground. One of those brutal murders I've ever seen. Dude, he's just like, you were always nice to me. You can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I love that. And like, he's just like, fuck this guy. He's like, I might be on a rampage, but I remember... I remember who fucking had my back whenever I was fucking down. Still some kind of moral code there, right? I love that about him. Yep. I always I that fucking Joker movie was great. Like by the time he's starts killing people, you're just like it's about fucking time. <laughs> you know, like fuck those people. I'm so you're so on his side. Right, right. You know, oh, yeah, like you you that didn't feel like he was the bad guy for right. a very long time in that movie, right? He was just he really felt like he was the victim. And uh yeah, I think I think most people's perspective that's how they feel as mm-hmm. well. Even people that are bad people, you right? Know, they're like, "No, the whole the world was against me and I was doing what I had to do to fucking take it back." And it's like, "Well, you're fucking crazy as shit." But uh well, it only takes one moment to make you the bad guy. Now you can live your life for 40 years, 50 years of being a stand-up citizen and it only takes like some uh falling down situation, joker situation and yeah. You snap. And I thought that they did a really good job of going into kind of the mental side of it all, too. Yeah. For uh, all the society in the world's, you know, forgotten children, so to speak. Oh, yeah. So. Especially dealing with, like, um, his social worker, not remembering anything he says to him. She yeah. doesn't give a fuck about that guy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's just another person. He's one of 20 people she has to see today right. for fucking 15 minutes. You know, she's just, like, repeating what she has written on a sheet for him, basically. And then put that sheet down next person comes in she's just going to repeat what mm-hmm. she's just not taking care of these people at all you yep. know it's just a system that's un- underfunded and d- what are they supposed to do what are they I supposed know, to do man. you know uh, yeah yeah and that's what happens when fucking corporate greed just takes over everything you know everybody wants to just funnel all the money into one person's pocket we don't even have any looty bins anymore right like yeah they close them all down they close most of them i mean there's still a couple but they close most of them down yeah yeah that's why you have sixty thousand homeless people in california you know those people can't take care of themselves Mm -hmm. and it's not uh it's not their fucking fault yeah you know they they can't they're not mentally equipped to fucking handle life they need someone there. It's getting gnarly in Cali, though. Like, Skid Row is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And uh, they've got to go in with cleaning crews with well, police and stuff like that because otherwise they'll come out and attack them. Are they finally, are they finally going out there with cleaning crews? Because, like, Texas, 
right? I, what I loved about fucking Texas whenever all this started, like, well, not when it all started, but I mean, there's always been homeless people, but uh, when it started getting bad, and the camp started getting big, Texas was just like, uh, okay, and they show up and they let people know and they leave flyers on the ground and they say, uh, we'll be here on Wednesday and we're fucking coming with fire trucks and we're spraying all your fucking shit off of our sidewalk. Yeah. Whether you're here or not, you better move your fucking tent because the hoses are coming. Dang. And and they just show up and start spraying. And fuck you. You Dang. know, we told you. Yeah. Move out of the way. Come back on Thursday. We're cleaning it for you. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you just turn our streets into this disease-ridden fucking cesspool. Yeah, you can't. And, uh, and it breaks it up for a second, you know, so that the camp doesn't keep getting bigger. It's like you break it up. They got to go somewhere else, and they'll right. come back to that spot. And then, you know, we'll fucking come back with hoses. We'll spray their shit off the fucking ground. Do what we got to do. Honestly, we need to start giving these people a real place to go. You yeah. know, like not just tell them to fuck off. That's not a solution, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, goddamn. You like here, right? They're trying to, trying to say they're going to uh, fine homeless people for yeah. being homeless. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me let me get right over, all over that, paying that ticket, sir. I know, right? And it's not a ticket that anyone expects you to pay. What it is is, um, and I know a lot of people were up in arms about that absurd law that they passed, mm-hmm. but it just gives the fucking cops a uh, the ability to enforce a law, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, they need to have something on paper that says, I'm enforcing this mm-hmm. right here, and this says I have to move you, right? Right. And I have the right to move you. And without, you know, that's why California goes, you can't do that! And and then all of a sudden, now everybody's gonna be homeless in California, and 60,000 plus people are fucking living on the streets and shooting oh, up heroin. Gross, yeah. They're handing out heroin needles and letting people shit all over the fucking streets, and it's just like, this is not a solution, man. There's land you can give these people. You can designate space somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, uh, we have money to build shelters and feed these fucking people. Well, apparently we have $5.5 trillion. <laughs> like, we have so I don't know where money. all that money just went, yeah. but it definitely didn't go to all these kinds of th- the real problems. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not going to get any better. This problem isn't going away. All the yep. fucking jobs that are lower end, like labor jobs, where someone who has a fucking IQ of 100 or, you know, isn't that great at doing all these fucking advanced skill sets mm-hmm. where they're just like, yeah, I can I can work in a factory. I can handle this. It's, it's eight hours a day plus a lunch and I can fucking do my one spot on the line and I can make enough money to survive. Yeah. And that job's going to go away. Oh, yeah. And then he's just going to be like, that That person and all those people that also are working on that line are just going to be like, well, I have, I'm willing to work, right? Uh, but, like, where can I work? Because right. robots are doing everything. And then the problem's going to be way out of fucking control. Well, we're looking at what just happened, too. The So many businesses, just a couple of retails that uh, come to mind right now, like Pier 1's done. Neiman Marcus is done. All of this has been kind of the breaking, yeah. the breaking point for a lot of these companies. So we're not talking about like just because we say okay, green light go, everyone can go back to work now. Yeah, there's gonna be many people who are gonna have long term unemployment or are just jobless, right? Yeah, so many, so many uh, removed, removed jobs that we're not gonna see anybody make the rebound back. No, it's, it's gonna be crazy. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. Yeah, maybe yeah. ever. Like. Someone who's in their mid-50s or something like that that mm-hmm. was counting on the next 10 years to just riding out the skill that they've developed, and now it's not even an option. Right. What are they supposed to fucking do? They're 55. Where are they going to get a fucking job? And- well, I'll come in. My mom, she had to recreate herself. Um, yeah. Uh, the last crash, 09 area. 
She went back to school and became a nurse. Yeah. And that's but the, even that's when that that's supposed to be lot. like, that was supposed to be like recession proof. And there's actually a lot of nurses getting laid off right now. Yeah. Well, our industry is supposed to be fucking the one industry that doesn't get taken down by these kind of economic collapses, you know? But mm-hmm. it's because it's the virus situation that right. is causing it. Right. If it wasn't a virus, we'd still be putting on shows. Hell yeah, we would. Um, but uh, and it's it's always been the case. Like anytime there's uh any kind of dive in the economy or any kind of like shit shikateri, it's like no people still want it. People are still going to come out Friday night and drink away their problems and watch the live band. Mm-hmm. People still have to have tax write-offs and have these big corporate events um sports sports yeah. like like the us in the live entertainment uh field we were just i've i was so secure in my position i was just like i'll never not have work right that's right. an absurd concept that there won't be concerts that there won't be corporate events there won't be sporting events what the fuck kind of world would that like what that just never in my wildest fucking dreams yeah was a possibility to me well, I think we all dealt with that, right? Like, I think right when it first happened, I was at Disneyland Resort uh, doing a show, loaded in for two days, and then they came and pulled the plug because the governor said nothing, nothing over 250 people. And I, th- I, I think it was legitimately like the same feelings of like having a, a very important person in your life die. Like you're in yeah. shock. Then you were, I was like kind of depressed, you know, then I was like... All, all those seven stages of grieving, they say, almost just like it blew me away. Oh, yeah. To watch it. And then hearing stories like yours and just the many colleagues that we have and friends that are in this that have reinvested in their businesses or, you know, took in the leap to like go to the next level and then just literally watch it dominoes, oh, yeah. just doom, 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 every show go down. So, yeah. I had made the biggest investment I had ever made in my life, mm-hmm. like right at the end of February. Perfect time. Perfect time. We're all high fiving. Yeah. I was just like, killing uh, it. Yeah. We just made a bunch of money and like it was starting. It's like, okay, summer's going to hit soon. And we know that summer slows down the corporate thing. So I just bought a big PA and and a bunch of lights to like do the concert stuff again. And I Mm -hmm. partnered up with a guy. And then, yeah, it all just took a shit. And it was like this huge investment that I had made where I was like, I'm going to make a bunch of money. It just turned into, well, you're fucked. Yeah. Have fun with these speakers you can't do anything with. It was literally like paid for by what you had booked already, essentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it, it justified the meet. Or, you it know, did. The, the, I had, we were doing a couple shows. We was like, yeah. it, was all sca- it was all scheduled out to be like, we're doing a couple shows a month, and it was like, we're going to make so much money. And I was like, yeah, sweet. So like in six months, this will be paid for, Yep. and then I'll make money, and I'll make profit off of it after that. And yep. then I have my own thing where it's like, oh, well, if the corporate thing's not working, this is working, if this isn't working, corporate thing's working, it's just like money. Yep. Money, 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 money. And it's all gone, all at once. I'm literally sitting there with like one of my main clients too. So uh, I'm like, oh man, I had just this such and such get canceled. And then we were like literally on our laptops working pre-production stuff. And then he goes, this just canceled. And then I'm like, this just canceled. For two hours, we were just literally like every March show, every April show, you know, seeing things get rescheduled. And that was just that day in early March, you know, March 12th. I and remember. then as it's further gone on and I've gotten calls, October's done, September's done, you know. Just Have like, you gotten calls all the way out to October and September? Or do, yeah. That's disappointing to hear. Yeah. That is disappointing to hear. Some of the big ones. Yeah. That's why I started this thing, though, man. Like, I was just like, fuck it. If I'm going to be stuck at home, mm-hmm. we're going to start shooting videos and start putting a YouTube thing out. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So it was like, it was a perfect opportunity. Forces the hand. Yeah. I was never going to do it whenever I was working 30, 30 days a week yeah. or 30 days a month or 30 days in a row is what I'm trying to say. Wouldn't have time. Yeah. Where I sleep. 
Yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah, I worked sixteen hour days over and over and over and over and over, and I was I was cool with that because mm-hmm. it was good money. But you never have time for any of this stuff, right? I'm actually looking shit. at. Uh, I'm starting to work with a female artist uh, to produce her. She's kind of like a rapper singer chick, and uh, get back into my own tune stuff and setting nice. up my studio in, in L.A. Uh, it's already set up to kind of be a writing studio, but I wanted to get set up to, to do recording again. And then, yeah, like spend a little money to these command stations. We're going to need, so you're set up pretty well here. Um, we're starting to see more like remote work coming in. There's yeah. tons of platforms. We need admins. We need guys that know how to do video and, and, and just like, it's like herding cats, right? It's a lot of files that we're going to get from the clients that need to be converted, that they're going to send us the wrong file type. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of that stuff. It's tedious. And it's a lot of like, you know, our, instead of working in a warehouse, QCing gear now, we're QCing people's content that they're turning into us. Okay. You know, that's kind of what it's turning into right now until we can see it. it, it because there's actual government restrictions too. Okay. So as we see, you know, 10 people can be in a room. Cool. So I can have an audio guy here, a video guy, a this, that, a camera guy, this. Right. So we're going to start seeing all these studios popping up. Yeah. And it's going to be a big collaboration. I mean, I don't think any one company is going to kill it. Um, the, everyone's going to have to lean on each other, you know, coming coming through this all. So Yeah, I sh- I've, I've actually been considering doing something similar as well and getting set up to do other people's live broadcasts. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just stick to doing my own thing. Like, I've always done everybody else's stuff for them and never taken the time to invest in myself where right. I can just, like, try to ride my own media projects and see if they can actually come up with money, right? Right. Help marketing uh, dollars and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to really see what happens with this thing and hopefully it does work out. But, um, and yeah, if not, you had fun an option. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing this. No, like, it's great. I really I'm, enjoy doing it. I'm glad. And thanks again for having me. I don't know if I even said that, but this is oh. a, it's a good way to hang out, see some old friends, have good convos. Yeah. Share what's going on in the world. So, like, I really enjoy doing the, like, at-length conversations with people. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that um, we didn't know was missing from our lives. Yeah. Uh, once I started doing this with my friends, I, f- like, I don't know, people, like, the connection between me and them, like, having a two, three-hour conversation with somebody, that's a fucking, that's a deep thing that ha- just, just happened, right? And it's not, like, a like on your fucking Facebook thing or I posted mm-hmm. a comment and you fucking lol back. It's like, that's not real communication. What we're doing now is... Into communicating the into the ginger yeah. exactly um and um i think it's something that's really lacking in our modern existence is just like mm-hmm. um just shutting all this bullshit down and like just talking man wasn't just, rogan like the og though yeah rogan's been doing it for a while now i feel like he's like the one that i knew about before anyone really even did it yeah more. yeah yeah rogan's um i mean he's not the uh first guy to do a podcast by any means but uh probably but the first one to get more famous so to speak he's definitely the most famous podcaster mm-hmm. and he's definitely uh, i mean I, i'm pretty sure he's the highest paid podcaster out there I mean, especially that, with the spotify deal he's got he that got. 100 mil dude yeah so he's the he's the highest paid spot podcaster by far that's a that's a hell of a career though going back to like fear factor and then like he was a comedian is com- by the way if you've never watched his actual stamp comedy oh, have. you have to I had tickets in July, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure we're not going. But it says they're still on sale. Mm-hmm. But he talks about on his show that he doesn't have any dates until September. So I don't know if I had so, just, I just probably haven't gotten the email. But what yet. was he first? Like from stand up comedy 
to the Fear Factor guy, and then he's like the UFC guy. Yeah. And he knows what he's talking about. So well, like, he was in Taekwondo his whole life. Take your dough? Yeah. So yeah. he so growing up he did Taekwondo forever and he competed in Taekwondo and gotcha. he was really good at it and um so he had the he, fight knowledge. Yeah, he had the fight knowledge, and he was doing like the acting thing, right? Because he did news radio right. with Phil Hartman and all that, okay. and then, um, uh, and yeah, and then Fear Factor, and um, and then the UFC hit him up about it, and I don't think he was even like if you. I watched the thing about him talking about uh, the beginnings of it, and he wasn't really making much money, right? Um, and it, his friends were like, "Why are you associating with this?" fucking cage fighting thing this is gonna ruin your career like way early right? yeah first like, started. it was like the, I mean, he was there for like from the beginning. the beginning yeah and then he he left for a second and then he came back mm-hmm. and um and when he came back i guess it was like it was really starting to pick up and he was mm-hmm. like oh shit you guys have been doing something with this huh and uh and now it's like one of the biggest goddamn things on the planet it is the and, second largest uh merch sales after soccer Wow, worldwide it's is it a, really? It's a worldwide sport like soccer because yeah. it's like not everybody in the whole world watches NBA or NFL. Quite no. honestly, everybody across the whole world is watching soccer and they're watching UFC. Yeah, so it is an international, huge international brand now. That's why Reebok getting the deal with them and all that was pretty big for them. Kind of hurt the fighters though because the Reebok deals really fucked a lot of the fighters because that's they'd get a lot of sponsorships because they could wear their clothes after this, that, and the other. So UFC profited from the from the Reebok deal, but it kind of sucked for a lot of the individual fighters because they don't get to rep their own brands. They don't. They because yeah, I mean they have to walk in with Reebok on during the interview. They have to have the Reebok on. So there's very limited times when they can be a spokesperson for yeah the products that sponsor them or they don't get to take dana white's fucking camera time and turn it into their own sponsorship dollars right that's dana white's sponsorship dollars right so i mean and i've sat in the fly on the wall so some of their like the ufc trainings uh for like the rookies and stuff because i was there doing the 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 interpretation stuff so i had all my setups there everyone thought i was a fighter which i thought was really funny and i used to yeah i used to back in the day i actually did a little mma before I broke my hand, you know, broke my pinky enough times, I'm like, do I want to play music? Do I want to fight? I was a pretty gnarly fighter back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah, everyone's asking where I trained. I was like, oh, I, yeah, let's, I did Ishinru, um, I did um, Okinawa Kempo, a little judo, and, uh, yeah, it was fun back in the day. I was pretty gnarly up until about my 20s when I busted my knee the first time. It wasn't just fucking around with my friends, like yeah. all, doing all this crazy shit. And then the day, like, just if like me, you, and Chad start wrestling around, fucking around, and being drunk, and just pop my knee, and it was That's done. How it goes. Yep. So my buddy, uh, my buddy did that too. He was pretty athletic too, but he fucking fell drunk as fuck, he just pissed drunk. And his knees, his knees like curved themselves, like click right on oh. like a, a concrete. And he just ripped his kneecaps up and fucking did. He, he can walk, but. He ain't running no more, you know what I mean? Damn. You better be taking it easy kind of thing. Yeah, they're not fighting. Still golfing. Just fucking around. I love golfing. Do you? Yeah. Ray want, Ray likes uh, golf. He wants to start golfing. Uh, I need, need to, to find get out. a set of used, like, left-handed clubs or something. Oh, is he a lefty? I, I'm, uh, I'm this weird half-ambidextrous freak who I can do both ways, but one way always feels more natural than the other. And so when depends. you masturbate, is it like cracking the pepper or? No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll just... You know, <laughs> one gets a little tired. That whole fucking thing. You know, whichever I can, whatever I can grab as fast that as I can grab t- it. <laughs> uh, no, like I throw right-handed, but like I bat left-handed. Yeah. And I can bat right-handed, 
and I can throw left-handed. So have you even held a club to see what you would feel? Yeah, no, I can do it. I can do both ways. So like when I play tennis or mm-hmm. badminton or something like that, you uh, just have sorry, two, tennis like racquetball. You have two forehands. I have two. I have two hands, and yeah. I'll and I float the racket yeah. in between my hands as I'm waiting for the ball to come. Yeah, and it's always kind of just like in both hands, and That's so if cool. it goes this way or that way, I fucking I do this. Or I so you don't it really gives me this huge reach. So you don't really do it. You don't really have a backhand. You're I can not, backhand, but I don't need to. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I, I can. I I have a little bit of a backhand, but I I I, I can just switch it. I can swap back and forth uh, back like this. When I, with tennis, it feels good both ways, and like bowling too. Like, I'll bowl one frame right hand, one frame left hand. That's just wild. for fun. Yeah. So it's so. But when I golf, right? Like golfing right hand feels fucking weird. Like so it just, you're. Yeah, you'd rather go left. It feels really natural left-handed. Okay, like yeah. I my my everything twists right and yeah. it just flows. Mm-hmm. And when I do it right-handed, it's kind of like I'm I'm trying to golf as gotcha. opposed to just like naturally golfing. Yeah. Sounds like that's the way to go then. Yeah. It was always fun. Like uh when I was playing baseball as a kid, they'd switch at me. Like so they'd go out and be like, "All right, so go out and bat right-handed and then go actually bat left-handed on the second pitch." Yeah. Fuck with the guy, you know, and it's just like I didn't, you know, I was never much into sports, but when you're a kid, you play baseball, and it was fun. It was, mm-hmm. it was efficient enough, so I get a couple hits. Hell yeah! You know, I was never really that great. I was always the nerdy, skinny kid. I didn't start working out properly until I was older, when I quit drinking. You know, I'm looking forward to uh, Stephen getting, you know, the boys getting into sports. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, going to the going to the games, and he's already doing soccer, ripping it. You know, he loves his soccer. He loves hockey. You know, hockey's one of those expensive ones, though. You got to buy the pads all the time. So, but I think uh, he, in the backyard, he's ripping it up. He's got very um, natural, like, cutoff movements. Like, when the ball or the puck's rolling, he knows how to, like, run ahead to cut it off, stop it, gain control, gets back into it. It's really cool to see, like, how the natural ability is already there. That's awesome. Whereas Theo just looks like his head weighs too much for his body, and he's just, like, constantly falling everywhere. Yeah. But he'll grow into it soon. Yeah. But that dude's just, we always joke around because uh, Theo's head's always got like bruises on it because this kid just like, <laughs> dude, he runs into walls. He falls. Like, uh, he'll just be standing there and then just fall over. <laughs> you know, like poor Theo for every every ounce of, uh, you know, athleticism that Steven has, like Theo got the opposite. Nice. So. I feel like that's what happened with my brothers, man. I'm the skinny little one. And those two guys are fucking huge dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with me. I'm just not. I look just like my dad looked when he was a kid. I think they got my mom's jeans. My everyone on my mom's family is a little bit bigger. Right? Well, I met, I met Howie Long Jr. So you know Howie Long, right, yeah. from the Raiders, and then his the son. I think it's, there's a Kyle and a Chris Long who both play in the NFL too. They're both linemen. They're giant. And then you got Howie Long Jr. is the last son. He was the guy like that was uh, the, the 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 ticket the guys does does recruitment and the premium ticket sales and like that's the guy that was my contact. You would not think that. He was in that family. I mean, he's like all of five foot nine, ten, and oh really, <laughs> a buck, a buck fifty, sixty. I mean, like the re- his dad, his brothers, ginormous linemen, defensive linemen for the NFL. And he just looked the office part. Yeah, <laughs> that's me, man. Yeah. My brothers are like my fucking Chad. I think is like two twenty right now or something wow. like that. Just you know, just like a good looking two twenty. Oh yeah, he's a fucking stud. He's always he's he's in the fucking garage lifting weights yeah. three hours a day uh, every day. I'm the fattest ever, but I'm like two oh three right now. Look at I this am. pooch. I got the pooch going. Thing. Yeah, it's time to get 
get some. I, I think if I uh, actually, you know, get get motivated again, my body changes pretty quick. I should be walking around about a buck eighty five. Yeah, pretty comfortably. Yeah, I've never made it that high. I I've never gotten to one seventy even. Jeez. Yeah, I got. The most I ever made where I cut out all my cardio and I, like, just lifted heavy every day mm-hmm. and ate, like, six times a day. And I was just, like, I was just trying as hard as I could to put on meat. Yeah. And I was just, like, I, I, I got to, like, a buck 65 and, mm-hmm. like, and brick walled hella hard. And I was just, like, yeah, my body just doesn't get like that. Yeah. I just don't. I'm don't a, force it. Yeah. yeah. I'm ectomorphic, you know. Yeah, it's how it works with yep. your body type. Some yep. people are mesomorphic and they can, they could put a lot of muscle on real easily. And I mean, sure, if I, I mean, anybody can eat ten thousand calories a day and lift heavy for you know like a year straight, you're gonna get big, right? You know, you're gonna get big. But um, I wasn't eating no fucking ten thousand calories. And Sounds exhausting in itself. It is. Like I was eating like six, seven thousand calories a day. You know, maybe more. But it was like I was. Tr- it was hard because I was trying to eat healthy food. Like I wasn't trying to fuck my cholesterol all up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like a lot of these guys that lift heavy, that are like, you know, massive bodybuilders. I mean, they fucking eat whatever they want. You know, they just mm-hmm. putting pieces of cake in with fucking pop tarts and milk, and just fucking pour milk on it, and that's a shake to them. You know, and like let's, let's put six fucking protein scoops in that. Bitch, yeah, and that'll be that my look breakfast. Like, it looked like uh, wash it for for like somebody put in the washing machine, like the yeah. laundry scoops, yeah, like protein, dude. Yo, I yeah. tried to do that to do a bulk up thing. I was like, it was too gross. I was dude. like drinking that much protein in a day, and like, ugh. it's too much. Yeah. It's 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 the workout's not the hard part. No, it's eating like that. Yeah, being able to put that much food in your stomach, and it, you never are hungry once you start that process. Right, you're always just fucking going oh so full and they're like well figure it out because you got to eat another 1500 calories in 30 minutes and it's just like oh my god what already been it's already time to eat again that's how i that's how i felt for i don't know i did did it for like four months frankly i'd be more scared of fighting a guy your style than uh, a big buff guy like the skinny noodles flexible noodle strong guys are always way way harder to fight than the than the buff yoked out dudes the trick to fighting a guy my size my mm-hmm. biggest weakness is is overall strength if i'm if if you let me stay on my toes i'm gonna fuck you up right mm-hmm. i got reach and i'm quick right and i do have a lot of muscle going on right but um like ray you know, like one of my fucking he, he knows right he's just gonna take a couple shots he's gonna just take them and he's gonna bear hug me and then he's just gonna die right on the ground on top of me and start laughing his ass off of my fucking face. What are you going to do now, you skinny fucker? Mm. Bam! You just, you just need a little judo. You yeah. learn how to get out of those situations. Uh, I've been training in jiu-jitsu, um, although, uh, yeah, not uh, this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I did, uh, I did a, a couple months last year, Yep. and then I broke my ribs or bruised my ribs or whatever, yep. and then I continued to train with, with bruised ribs, and then I really fucked my ribs up. And, uh, cause I was having fun and I didn't want, what was, it was, it was October. Right. And I was like, I was trying to get 10, uh, workouts in for sober October with, with Joe Rogan. And I, I, I almost got him, but 
I didn't I bruised my ribs so I had to stop yeah I had yeah. to stop I couldn't I couldn't sleep I was like oh my fucking ribs are just fucked and when I went I went like something happened and I was like ah oh, this isn't that great but like let's go roll anyways stop being a pussy you know you'll stretch it'll feel better you've had you know <laughs> being a pussy. yeah you know like I didn't think it was a big deal and then we were rolling and I had a guy land right on my ribs of course right like yeah. it's just full body weight slammed me to the ground and came down on top of my ribs and I was just like I'm out that's it I can't fucking roll the rest of the day and then uh and then I just I haven't been back I was like getting to the point where I recovered and I was like yeah once this giant fucking workload's out of the way where I'm not just like slammed solid and I don't have a day off until the till April or whatever it was yeah um I was like, I'm going to jump back in and start doing jujitsu again. It all fell apart. But I was really having fun with jujitsu because I've trained. Uh, I trained in Taekwondo most of my life. And then um, I also started doing Kempo when my mid 20s, when mm-hmm. I started doing with P90X. There's a Kempo exercise oh, okay. on there. And I really into that. I had a lot of fun with it. And I still like to throw the Kempo video on and fuck with it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I might even do that tomorrow. I haven't done it in a while. Nice. And. Uh, the Kempo P90X video is great. So, like, the Taekwondo and the Kempo is great stand-up. And then my buddy Lalo was teaching me the jiu-jitsu stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and that combo really, you know, puts you in a good place to to be a, a threat, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a dangerous world out there. You're going to be prepared. Yep. So people are just going to come at you for no reason. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm a, we're right at that body size. I feel like I was never big enough that people were, like, worried about me. Yeah being a threat and I wasn't small enough to not fuck with like when you're in that like right in between zone people just think they can fuck with you all the time yeah so I ran into that quite a few times in life too yeah yeah being uh, being as white and blonde and blue eyed as I am growing up in Stockton where it's like and sassy and sassy run your mouth a little bit I'm a little bit of a fucking smart ass <laughs> and I like to talk shit and uh, people like to shut me up yep uh, so no um no, you know, I got fucked with a lot growing up, so uh, it was just something we had to deal with, and it was all, we were always getting into fights, always getting into fucking fights. So I'm not gonna let you fuck with me, you know. Right. If you start, if you think you're gonna pick on me because I'm a nerd, you fucking picked the wrong guy, you know. You should go pick on that guy, and I'll let you know. And then they go, "Oh, you think you're tough? No, but I can fuck you up, <laughs> you know." My last three fights I was in was like me versus multiple assailants. Yeah. It was a bunch of tow truck jackawabies. And then it was a bunch of bouncers. It was the last one. Some other dickheads. But yeah. it always ended up me versus like two or three people. I always came out on top, but I always ended up messing, having to talk to the police. <laughs> if two or three people, if two or three people are attacking you at the same time, none of them know how to fight. Yeah, people who know how to fight don't do that shit. Yeah, the they bouncer don't. one was the funnest when they were actually trying to take me out back and like jump me basically. Yeah, and uh, I wiggled, I wiggled free, and I was rocking them, dude. Yeah. He was coming up. They had they thrown me against the car, and he was coming up to finally, you know, get me. And I wiggled an arm free, cracked him. I'm swinging these guys around, and I just knew I was. I just knew that at that far point it was an unfair fight because I said I'm leaving. They told me to leave. It was a really dumb reason, and he's touching me. I'm like, dude, I'll just walk out. And uh, then he follows me out of the room. And he goes, oh, so I'm a faggot, and like pushes me. And I was like, yeah. And then I just, like, when, at that point, when you, I'm already out of your establishment, and then you follow me out of your yeah. establishment it's to like, restart oh. the whole fight. And then I was like, that was fair game. Yeah, and I just cracked him, dude. Yep. You have no authority in the parking lot. Yeah. I'm going to fuck your mouth. Luckily, that one ended, though, with, uh, 
I get slammed against the I, I kind of was like swinging these guys around like I said like it was, it was starting to turn into that brawl situation and all of a sudden I get slammed against the wall like I'm a cop this is a taser you know like it fell in my rib cage and I was like oh blue guys are here that's cool I'm, I'm ready to calm down like yeah. I'm just not gonna let three bouncers jump me because they feel macho today yeah that place ended up getting shut down though too because someone like stabbed and murdered a bouncer there so I'm sure it was like the same fucking douchebags that going out to fuck with people going and he's like ah, this is why I carry a knife on me for people just like you <laughs> like yeah. so you know I get that bouncers gotta do what they gotta do but if you're out there to just like try to start fights with people it's probably a bad idea. I really want a pistol, like, distance taser. You know, the one with the big yellow block on the front? Yes. Oh, my God. That's ta- that's scarier than a gun to me. Because if you point a gun at me, right? Like, people point a gun at you, right? They're not going to pull the fucking trigger. They're not going to. Uh, I mean, they might. They might. But if they keep talking about it, they're not. They're not fucking going to shoot if you. If it comes out and they're firing it right away. If then they were going to fucking shoot you, yeah. they would already shot you, right? Yep. They're threatening you to try to get you to do what they want. But yeah. with that little yellow block on the front, <laughs> oh, I'm fucking dying to pull the trigger. And you know it, <laughs> right? Like, I, you pull that out, it's just like, I ain't fucking playing. Give me a reason. Please let me use this toy on you. <laughs> Zap. Yeah, and uh, that's ter- That's more terrifying than anything to me. If you see that fucking little yellow bro- block on the front of a fucking taser pistol, they're like a couple grand for one of those things. Fuck it. You know, but, uh, I, but I really want to carry one of those, man. Those are, like, because I'll just fucking shoot you. Like, in a, I don't even need... <laughs> now I, I want to make you piss your pants. Now you don't even get to touch me, right? <laughs> like, I don't have to use any any martial arts training or any of this fucking, like, you know, I work out all the time, try to fucking, try to self-defense, whatever, so protect myself. I don't fucking deal with that. I now. mean, your hands, do you really want to fuck your hands I up? I don't want to fight people. <laughs> I don't. I like rolling. I think rolling's a lot of fun. I don't, we don't need to get violent. I'm not a fucking teenager anymore. I don't have anything to prove to anybody either, you know? Like, no, yeah, for I, real. I'm not, I'm not out trying to be a tough guy or like trying to be a tough guy on the podcast talking about fighting but like you know i love to roll i love to spar i love to exercise and train mm-hmm. but like when it comes to the real world i really don't want to roll with some dude i don't know on the ground who might have a knife on him or something or any of that shit you like, just don't want to come up with insufficient funds if shit goes down yeah i would just rather remove myself from that situation and watch you piss all over yourself while you <laughs> fucking convulse on the ground because you're an asshole and you were coming to assault me and everyone saw it and i'm gonna shoot you and I think that's fucking hilarious to me. And um, yeah, I really want to. What about one. some of these ones? I have you... a co- I have a couple tasers, but they're not the gun one that I can hit you from a distance. What about these ones? Though some of these ones, these guys are so jacked up that they're hitting them with tasers and they're still coming. Yeah, well, that's where you gotta fucking. <laughs> that's why you still have to train in jujitsu and know how to yeah. choke someone out because it doesn't matter how many fucking muscles you have. I can still fucking wrap my arm around your throat and right. cut off the circulation of air to your brain. I mean, I can do that to anybody. It doesn't matter how fucking strong they are. I just got to make sure they don't hit me before I do it. <laughs> right, right. It's like my brother Chad. Uh, if I got in a fight with him, I'd definitely do my best to try to gas him. But, of course, <laughs> I told him that like an idiot. Now he fucking runs every day because he knows that I was like, oh, this the strategy of, against you is to gas your fucking big ass because you got so many muscles. And he's like, oh, that's a good point running all the time now cardio Fuck! time Fuck! so i'm like i gotta get back into jujitsu because if i mean that dude's a monster if, if someone like chad size hit me in the fucking mouth yeah like full on right and he connected i mean i'm going to the hospital my jaw is going to be dislocated i'm going to be unconscious i don't need that i don't, I don't fucking need that. need that i'm lucky i have chin yeah I'm, i can take a punch all day long i can I definitely take a punch but i mean um fucking my brother's just so big 
I mean, there's just that. There's that a, masochist inside of me. Just there's so much power. <laughs> just that masochist. Yeah, like I remember. Um, you can do it harder. Like working in bars, right? So I've been in a million fucking fights working in bars all my whole life, right? Right. And um, and I've been jumped a bunch of times by fucking college kids, dumbass drunks. They're fucking up partying, and they can't fight, and we fuck them all up, and we throw them out, and like. I mean, my shirt gets ripped or something. You know what I mean? It's like, it's funny how it goes that way. Right. But like, I, yeah, I remember um, I got punched in the back of the head by some dude at a bar we were throwing out, right? Like I was trying to calm his friend down. Um, and this other guy snuck around behind me and just sucker punched me in the back of the head as we were trying to t- like defuse the situation without throwing blows. Yeah. And I just laughed so hard and turned around and that dude shit his fucking pants because he hit me as hard as he could. <laughs> You know, right in the back of the head, and all it did was make me you, smile. Yeah, and you'd think that you you wind up like that on somebody that yeah. you're going to knock them out or knock them down like in the movies, right? Yeah, oh, I just started walking towards him. I was like, oh, this guy can't hit for shit. And so I just put my arms down, like hit me again because I'm coming. And uh, and I started walking towards the motherfucker, and he starts backing it, backing it, backing it, backing it, backing it. I was like, what the fuck? I thought we were fighting, you know? Like you Say hit no me already. Class. Yeah, and he like runs on the other side of a cab. And then the cab takes off, and he just runs as fast as he can. <laughs> and I was like, you fuck. I, mean, we, I didn't even have to do anything. It was just take the hit and then turn around and be like, that's really all you got? Because, wow. like I said, I grew up with Chad, right? Like, oh, yeah. Getting your ass just, We would just beat the fuck out of each other. That's good. And not only it's that, good for you. We, did, uh, we used to do Fight Club. When Fight Club came out, <laughs> right? We were just like, oh, shit. And then we... Hey, the first, you're breaking the first rule of Fight Club. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'd have a sand pit in the backyard. So, and... Uh, and we would beat the living shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, um, you know, we would do like bare knuckle, but no face shots kind of thing. Or right, like we right. have boxing gloves on. Um, and then there was like bare knuckle fucking beat, fucking hit each other in the yep. face, you know, like yep. no rules. But like it just it escalated, you know, until and like <laughs> I remember like <laughs> me and my buddy, I was fighting people every day at that fucking thing. And I'm, uh, me and my buddy Mike did this thing where we would tie our wrists together so like i'd grab i'd grab his fucking wrist he'd grab my fucking wrist and then they'd fucking they wrap a belt around us and fucking cinch it or you know like mm-hmm. really strap us together so like we're hooked to each other ready one two three fight it's just like, almost like a hockey fight yeah yeah it's like yeah. a hockey fight yeah, 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 yeah. Beat the fuck out of each other what fucking trying not to get hit yeah dumbass kids dumbass kids Speaking that's what we were hockey. doing for fun Speaking of hockey, were you into the the Knights really ears? I know sports ball's never really been your thing, right? No, I'm not a sports fan, man. Yeah. I like games and I appreciate sports for sure. Like right. like highlights come on and athleticism and all that stuff. But like um I just love that something that like Vegas had something to rally behind. And I like, love we, that too. Yeah, we always like we always deserve to have a professional sport. And now yeah. we're gonna have two, which is great, but it's just like I loved how our city embraced him when they came here and yeah. it was the perfect timing with Gosh, the crazy October one shooting and all that, and it just the town embraced them. They embraced the town, and it was like they made that Stanley Cup run. I mean, yeah. it was like that was some magical sports shit. I feel that, like that's the, that's the stuff documentaries are made out of. You know, it's just like this beautiful story of like year one, yeah, a bunch of misfits, right? I just thought it's, it's See, one of the best just sports so stories to me. You like, think so? Yeah, like I don't know anything, right? Like yeah. I can't say for sure. But, like, they just came together. Like, I, I mean, a team sport, right, requires a lot of, like, building and team effort and, like, mm-hmm. knowing each other. And for five guys that came from all different places or whatever, or however many, you know, like, the whole team or whatever, but, you know, or this group of cl- guys that came from all over the place to just, like, dominate the league like that. 
I feel uh, like it wasn't like it. It got dominating in the in the end. Yeah, right. It's like we'll we'll get him to the fucking we'll we'll push him into the finals and or into the semifinals. And if they make the Stanley Cup, great. Literally kind three of, of the guys had season, career seasons. Oh yeah, that's rare. Yeah, and they all were like forty points plus. You know, like yeah. for your assists and your goals and stuff. Yeah, and Carlson was like number three in the league. Mm. He hasn't even been able to repeat that yet. Like yeah, so. I feel it was, like it was a lightning striking moment for I think it's kind of the idea when like you get an eighth seed and you got nothing to lose and sometimes they get you know the Pistons versus the Celtics or whatever or like yeah. someone versus Golden State where like number eight just comes out rocking because they got nothing to lose they're the underdog right and yeah. it's almost like we had kept that mentality the whole time even though we were winning we were still the underdog I mean we started the whole season at like five hundred to one odds of winning the whole thing yeah and win all the way so i just think when you get that that dog fight in you and 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 the coach was kind of a reject too i don't know if you heard the story uh-uh. uh where you know he was the the florida coach and they just left him and the assistant on the side of the road and just left town wow really like like so it was like literally like it's kind of like the forgotten children right the bastards so to speak all coming together and picked up on that energy with the, the coach the culture must have been like that right yeah with just kind of like with the expansion draft and all that it's kind of like you're you're the second hand people yeah. right so yeah for a team like that to go all the way to the finals yeah it just seems to me personally too good to be true in like what a realistic awesome. world right like that's just not how it would ever actually work out, but it did. And like yeah. you see that a lot in sports too, where getting flurry though the goalie they was kind clutch. of yeah. they kind of create this storyline with their it's it's as as far as I'm concerned, professional sports is professional wrestling. It's all scripted. It's all bullshit. Like uh, it's not not all of it's scripted. Neither yeah. is professional wrestling, right? right? Like maybe who wins or loses is scripted, but they actually go out and fight. Right? Like, well, they not fight, but they do this gymnastic routine that's amazing, and uh, and it's very athletic. Struggle, snuggling. Yeah, and uh, I think sports are <laughs> sports not all the time, of course, but I think like I think a uh, there's a there's a word for it. I'm I'm not finding it in my brain, but. Uh, I think they just they're creating this narrative. Mm-hmm. They're creating this narrative to kind of get people interested in things, right? Well, and yeah. um, and certain things happen, like um, this this right when like Katrina happened, the Saints won the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I believe a year or two after. Was it a year or two after? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, well, they I were good. I mean, they were built. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. Drew Brees and. They were building that team, and it's kind of like, you know, you've done music your whole life. Yeah. You know how many rotating guys you've had in and out of your bands? You know, maybe you have you and one other main guy or the writer. Like, let's say Anthony, I feel like always been pretty solid. Like, you and Anthony, and then you have, like, rotating guys kind of coming in and out. And then all of a sudden, you just get that click when the five guys kind of come together that it just works so yeah. good. That's what all these football teams are trying to do or these hockey teams. Yeah. So many, have you been watching any of the, the Michael Jordan story? No. Uh, the, What's up with the Michael Jordan story? On the ESPN is the the Last Dance. So it was like the they started following them with a crew on the championship run for the sixth championship. <coughs> Excuse me. And it was known that Phil uh, Phil Jackson was not coming back. Like no matter what happened after this season, like Phil Jackson will not be the coach of the Bulls anymore. So he made it called the Last Dance with uh-huh. Michael Jordan and all that. But it's really cool. Well, I forget why I ever just brought it up because um, we're talking about narratives, but. 
how it breaks down it, it breaks down like MJ oh so Pippen Pippen was hurt we all know that was like his number two and it's like when he was hurt for the first three months they were struggling you know they got off to a really rocky start Rodman really had to step up it just goes to show you like what it takes to keep that and Steve Kerr who's the coach yeah. of the Warriors now and all that like how awesome of a team that was yeah. I mean but and then uh, me and my cousin will talk about 90s ball all the time like because you had the Rockets with Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler and all these badasses and Seattle Seahawks or Supersonics had Gary Payton and Sean, Sean Kipp the Phoenix Suns I'm a big Phoenix Suns fan I remember yeah. we lost to them right the in like 93 right and so that was like Danny Ainge came from the Celtics you had Danny Ainge like Charles Barkley Kevin Johnson like Dude, like everybody in the, it was stacked, bro. And then you had the nasty, nasty Pistons. You know, the Pacers were badass. The Celtics were always badass. And the fucking Bulls. And for the Yo, Bulls to win Bulls. six of the championships in the 90s when all those teams were stacked like that, yeah. that even tells you even more, like, see, now that, how good that fucking team was, you know, see, and how good MJ that was. That kind of shit is yeah. believable. Yeah. A team reaches a certain point and they become fucking unstoppable like mm-hmm. the, the Patriots with Drew Brees and all that right mm-hmm. the Patriots winning the Super Bowl is not a surprise to anybody right the, pa- the Bulls in the 90s winning uh, the fucking championship it's not a surprise to anybody you know what I mean but like but you had to see him get over the hurdle which yeah. is what I liked you saw him lose to the Pistons twice those nasty fucking Pistons that had Rodman yeah they got Rodman from the Pistons to come on that was for the the second uh, the second three-peat but they had to get to that first championship. They had to lose some gruesome fucking series to the Pistons twice. Who went on to win the championship? They won back to backs. Yeah. So it, that night, that whole era, man, eighty nine, ninety, and then the Bulls finally got it ninety one, right? Yeah. Like I think you enjoy it. I mean, yeah. I know you're not here, but uh, seeing how when you get the right, you got managers and you've got coach and you've got the rotating people because uh mj was now the star but he didn't have a pippin yet they didn't get pippin until after him and how it takes time to get a couple pieces coming in yeah right i think that was my point of it all and that's uh, where the unbelievableness comes in right because yeah. you're competing against these fucking teams that have been building themselves up mm-hmm. into this fucking superstardom and they're just a well-oiled machine and you're just this ragtag bunch of guys coming at them right and it's just like oh we're just gonna take everything with this ragtag bunch of guys it just seems so unlikely but they're still all pros yeah they are still all pros and um but then it's like um like the one sport i do like watching is football because mm-hmm. it's very strategic like it's like we put our pieces on the board and we move in this way and this is the attempt we're gonna make and it's not right. like it's not just guys running back and forth playing a sports game right uh and so i enjoy that but um I see it more in football than anything obviously because that's what i watch mm-hmm. uh, where the refs just decide the game they yeah. just go. Ah, we're gonna fuck that team. We're gonna ruin their. We're gonna. We're anytime they gain momentum, we're going to make a shitty call. There's too we're many crucial. Fuck ones. their momentum. Yep. We're gonna make sure the ball goes back to the other team. Then we're gonna make a shitty call against their defense as well. Make sure they get some points on them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is where I say, I, when I watch sports, I feel like I'm watching professional wrestling. I feel like the entire season's already like, mm. they're they're picking some things they want to happen, and they're kind of trying to get that to go because they know they'll get more people to watch yeah and unfortunately they know sell more merch the ref situation in nfl has 
getting harder for me to watch. That's why it's uh, rough. Hockey's gotten a lot more of a forefront for me for watching. Refs will ruin the whole fucking game. Yeah. They'll take a whole fucking game. It's just like, did you really just make that fucking call? Was that necessary to make that fucking call, right? Like, especially after something else just happened, right? And you're not calling on on the other team. But then you're calling this little minor bullshit on these guys. And it's just like, I mean, it could, it just seems so fucking obvious that they're fucking them, right? Like, you watch the game and you're just like, you're ruining this game. You're ruining it. They're not even. This isn't even fair anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, gosh, the the Rams and the Saints one, right? Where yeah. that pass interference was so bad that they yeah. like literally made a pass interference challenge yeah. the following year, but none of them really were overturned. So I yeah. don't know. They just did it to appease everything. Yeah. So. But you can easily change the fucking. You can easily change the flow of a game just by oh, making yeah. a couple bad calls. Yeah. And and slowing the momentum down mm-hmm. on one person's team or the other, and and that changes the outcome of the entire fucking season. Yeah, uh, and and it, it. Whenever I watch, whenever I sit down and watch games, that's what I see. They're trying to bring like NBA and NHL back just to try to finish the season with everything going on. Oh, really? And they uh, actually, what's today? It's the weekend, so they were supposed to have voted on Friday for the NHLPA. Like they're talking about doing like a twenty-four team playoff okay. format. So some like maybe some one and dones and stuff like that. So it should be interesting to see what happens. That, is, that will be interesting. But on that note, I'm going to grab my beer out of the fridge if you want well, cut actually, to a commercial. No, or, on that note, we're at like two hours, man. Oh, are we? Let's just call it. Yeah. Man. That went it, that long? That quick? We're two hours. I told you, right? I was like, it just goes. We start talking and two hours happens. Like, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. When I tell people 30 minutes, they're like, how are we going to talk for 30 minutes? And then it's just like. That was two hours. fucking did that four times. That was two hours. Yeah. Damn. All right. One hour, 55 minutes on the fucking clock right now. Well, so um, on that note, on that note, it's been great having you here. And of course, yeah. we'll have you back anytime you're in fucking town. Hey, yeah, let's come back on the podcast and talk some more shit. Hell yeah. I'll bring little Steven next time. Let him tell some poop jokes. I love that. That's a great <laughs> idea. Bring both of them, man. Bring oh, both yeah. of them. I got them. I got multiple mics, man. And uh, we can like put them on that couch and put a camera on them. <laughs> and then me and you can be on this side and we can just fucking chat at the fucking boys and talk shit. It'd be yeah. fun. All right. So, yeah, no, it'd be great, man. Again, uh, and yeah, bring the fucking wife too, man. We'll have a barbecue afterwards or something. Hell yeah. So, and if you're if you're hanging out, I think Ray's coming over. Play some fucking cards, and I'm gonna, I got some chicken to throw on the grill. So let's do it. Maybe you know I don't need I don't know what you're up to today, but you're welcome to stay and hang out for some chicken. So yeah, fucking a, bro. Right on. I'll um I'll close this thing up. This has been to the fullest with Jason Froberg. I really want to thank my guest Stephen Jensen. He's been uh, a great time talking to you, my brother. All right, thanks, buddy. Peace. Peace. <laughs>